Gotta get a good uh, internet connection. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, let me do a speed test right now. I'll I'll I'll, I'll show your ass right now. Look, this is a recurring yeah. theme. Well, no, it's funny because I just I was just telling him that I listened to your Dark Souls three episode and you were saying the same thing about the speed test. <laughs> <laughs> I'll screenshot it right now. Give me a second. It's running. I'll screenshot you right now just so you can see the quality that I see. Uh it's 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 questionable. I mean, it's there, but it's it goes in and out. So. Oh, are we recording? I just clicked the button because you said you're ready to go, but I'm not <laughs> even ready. I can't find the pod notes. Keep all of this in, by the way. This is all going to be the intro. God. Who's doing the intro this time, Philip? Or are you lagging? I'm not lagging. <laughs> you lagging? How how delayed was that answer? You said that like like a good five seconds after he asked. He was at his mother-in-law's house for a few episodes. Right. And now he's moved to a completely new place, but this exact same issue followed him here. So, <laughs> The ghost of Lag's past. What I can only assume is that his mother-in-law's house is on like an Indian burial ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and I mean, that's very possible. It followed him to Texas. I'm so excited for this. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm ready. I'm pumped. <laughs> so I think, he's, I think he caught up. Oh, am I replying on time now? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Maybe. All right, so am I doing the thing? I did it last time because Victor wouldn't. That wasn't the same up. Ep- Hello and welcome to Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Nave, and I'm here with my co-op partner, Philip. Each pod we play through a cooperative experience and relate to you, the listener, if this game is the uh, creme de la creme of co-op or something better off playing solo. How you doing, Philip? I'm doing really good. Don't lag. You? Okay. <laughs> that wasn't even lag. That was just me delaying naturally. Okay, don't mess with us, all right? This is, okay. we've had enough. We've had enough of this lag shenanigans. Okay. All right, introduce the guest, or do you want me to? Uh, I'm actually really glad to introduce my new best friend and actually the new host of the pod, Jared from the Playlong Podcast. Dave, you're fired. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, great. Uh, hi, hi guys. I'm Jared from Playlong Podcast. Thanks for having me. How y'all doing? Actually, Dave, you're the one that found him. We're doing pretty good. You guys got to, like mingle for like 45 minutes it felt like because my computer was having problems and now that i fixed my computer philip's lagging out so it's like <laughs> we're really we really have a sinking ship gotta, going on here you gotta trade off you know we'll make it work you want to ask the question philip well i was gonna ask jared about his show first because i actually didn't listen to any of his episodes before this so what is the play along podcast my show's not important oh, okay so we are a so co-op podcast play along, play oh, along. okay we're actually doing it <laughs> <laughs> go for it i don't i don't know what's happening <laughs> i don't know what's happening either philip i think philip tried to do a bit but then he lagged out in the middle of it well, he said it wasn't important oh you're right i did say it wasn't important <laughs> you're right that's all that's on me that's on me that's my bad that's my bad okay uh yeah so play along podcast is essentially a podcast where we play through video games sections at a time so we'll take turns picking specific games and we'll break them up into sections. And then we come together each week and kind of discuss, you know, our feelings about the game, uh, discuss kind of what happens during the game. It's kind of like a book club for games or like what, what someone says recently was like an audiobook. You know, you, you watch YouTube playthroughs of games or you watch Twitch streams. Ours is like that but in audio form. So, yeah. Nice. Whenever I first ran into you guys, you guys were deep into, I think, Metal Gear Solid. And mm. I was like, I have... I have not played any of those. And I started listening to it and I was like, man, I wish I had this game. <laughs> but I realized you guys had Ocarina of Time. So I went back mm-hmm. and listened to the original episode. Like that was your very first episode. Oof. Yeah. And yeah, us too. 
And um, <laughs> yeah, well, I listened to that episode. and I was like, this is this is pretty good. And but then you guys are like, we're doing Resident Evil pretty soon. And I was like, oh well, I'm just gonna wait for that. That's exactly <laughs> what I want to hear. I just Philip watched me play that game forever whenever it first came out. I was like always streaming it so he could watch. Oh yes. man, and that's that's the best part from doing this podcast too. Is like, there's so many games that come out. And we miss things all the time and going back and being like, oh, I played this game and I really loved it. Or like, hey, none of us, because like none of us had played Resident Evil Village before. So we all get to kind of experience it for the first time. And it's it's a blast. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm pretty regular on good pods for writing like reviews. I kind of just, it's yeah, kind of yeah. just like a comment more yeah. than a reviewer of anything. On good pods, you can review each individual episode. I wish the notification system was a little bit better so that the oh, people yeah. who ran the podcast would get notified that that happened. But because I'm like doing it to their first episode and like they're never going to see this, which you guys yeah. did see it. So I was like, oh, <laughs> that's great. Perfect. Well, yeah, unless you go unless you go on the podcast and go on your reviews, that's the only way for you to see those things. Like you don't get notified at all if anybody comments or leaves a five star or anything like that. You have to actually go on to your show, which good pods if you're listening. Oh, no. I think I just forgot what I was going to say because now I'm just thinking about what else could good pods do? Let's just make this a good pods. <laughs> well, you know, a good, this pods, is the good pods review episode. They ranked us number one in the manga and animation category. And I think we still are <laughs> still there for some reason, even though we are, I think we're like, we're classified as like leisure. I think video game leisure. Good job. Congratulations, you guys. Good job. You know, that's awesome. But, all right. We're in like the video game leisure category, I think for like Apple iTunes and stuff like that. And I don't know what the category is like. I'd have to like look at Red Circle and see if there's anything weird going on. But somehow we ended up in the the anime and manga category for Good Pods. Oh, Philip, should we restart? What? Should we make a new thing? <laughs> Maybe that'll fix his thing. Because I feel bad. Uh, he's still going though. Time out. <laughs> we didn't hear like ninety percent of what you said. I didn't get, I didn't get any of that. <laughs> I see his mouth moving. Oh, there he goes. Oh, hold on a second. All right, hold on, Philip. Time out. What? Pause. We're going. I'm going to make a new room. Maybe this room is cursed. Or what? Do you remember what we were talking about before we catastrophically failed? No, I think, but I don't know what we were talking about at all. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we were talking about anything. I think you guys are just making fun of me for lagging. A lot has happened, dear listener. <laughs> it has been three hours since you last heard us, but we are <laughs> we are committed to deliver a prime quality co-op content to you, dear co-op partner at home. So, Jerry, like Philip is actually on the phone with me right now, and I'm putting it into an audacity file. Just <laughs> got my phone on speaker right next to my iPad. It's awful. Yeah. And we're doing all the editing in GarageBand on the iPad. Oh, no. <laughs> Just like the first three episodes, we're done. So we definitely we cannot see Philip no more, though. It's very sad. Yeah, sad. I'm done cutting you off. You can continue. Jared. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Do you have a notable co-op memory? you would like to share i do have a notable co-op memory so for the longest time i i'm a big fan of borderlands borderlands is a great series really fun the first time i played borderlands 2 because i never played the first one uh absolutely hated it i was like this game is dumb i didn't like the grind of it i didn't like the whole thing granted i didn't put a ton of time in i put like maybe like two or three hours in or so and then i stopped playing and then it wasn't until probably a couple years ago when me and Kai, my other co-host on the podcast, we played it together. And I was like, this is the best game in the world. <laughs> and I just, and I fell in love with Borderlands. Uh, and it was because that co-op experience that we did together. And then we were like super hyped for Borderlands 3 and we played through Borderlands 3 together. Um, 
So that's my co-op memory is playing Borderlands 2 co-op made me realize that it's actually a really good game. You know what sucks is that Borderlands has just become inseparable in my mind from Dead Island now. Because every time I hear about people hating Borderlands 1, yep. it reminds me of yep. me liking Borderlands 1 and assuming Dead Island was just going to be Borderlands with zombies. <laughs> and then, Oh no. <sighs> Poor, poor yeah. Dead Island. Poor Zombie Island. I remember specifically coming home, putting it into my Xbox, and Steven was there, uh, one of our me and Philip's friends from high school. Mm-hmm. We sat down, and there was no split screen. So we were like, return <laughs> this game. Like, we wanted to return it immediately. What is, what is, what is this garbage? <laughs> A game with not having split screen? Ridiculous. And Dead Island 2 never even happened, right? I thought I, they did make they, it. The guys who made the first Dead Island went off to make Dying Light. Dying Light, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then another team came in and made a game called Dead Island Riptide, I think. Oh, yeah. It, was Dead I- it wasn't Dead Island 2. It was Dead Island colon subtitle. Right. So I just freaking chugged Monster and now I'm burping a whole bunch. I don't know if that's coming through. <laughs> no, you're good. That is the, my extent of my Dead Island knowledge. So <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I turned it on. It was no co-op. It was bad. I turned it off. Philip. You want to talk, since we've heard little to nothing of you so far, do you want to talk about your game you're playing? Whatever the hell this first one is. Yeah, Sable. It looks like a little indie title. I don't know if it actually oh, is or not. Check this out. But the art style is, uh, I don't know, like brutal, I would say, because everything is cell shaded, but mm. it's directly like the, the cells are, the color of the cells are super kind of like faded by the light of the current area. And has like a 24 hour day night cycle. So you'll have like a bright red cape on and in the middle of, you know, the day it's super vibrant. But then as it kind of goes like to dusk or in the early dawn, the whole landscape just goes like a light tan. And all you see are the very thick comic book lines that separate everything. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like you're playing a game in monochrome with like slight shade differences. I don't even know how to describe you know, it. Yeah, no, this game is gorgeous. I've had my eye on Sable for a long time. I've yet to check it out, but it, it looks it, it looks beautiful. As you as you were describing that to me, um, Jared saw me get up and run off. Like <laughs> you didn't see me do that, Philip. I was like, what oh, the okay. fuck is he doing? But I well, first off, my computer I got invited to a party and I heard it and I was like, oh god, mute the TV. But I went and I was like, while I'm here. I'm going to check my games because this sounds familiar. And yes, I have played Sable. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. It's basically just Breath of the Wild, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's non-combat Breath of the Wild. Well, I, I mean, I played it for about an hour, so I have no idea, really. But I was climbing around on stuff like, hey, look, there's the Breath of the Wild circle. <laughs> yeah. Hope it doesn't rain so I don't slip and fall. Oh, God, the rain in Breath of the Wild. Don't even get me started. Yeah, I would just set the... I, I, I was going to say the iPad. I would just set the Wii U down. I played it on the Wii U. <laughs> and, and just walk away. Like an animal. Yeah, like a freaking savage. I, I, I also played Breath of the Wild on the Wii U. Originally, oh I bought God. it again on Switch, but I, I was not going to wait to get a Switch. I didn't have the money. I was like, I'm buying this on Wii U. I literally didn't play hardly anything on the Wii besides the Mario Party game, where you could play five-player with someone playing Bowser. Oh, all the one in the car. Oh, Mario yeah. Party 10 or something? I don't know what it was. I don't remember, but I would play Bowser, and I would just absolutely shit on my little brother-in-laws <laughs> like i would just destroy them i would crush them it feels so good you bring me so much joy what was i even talking about the wii u Table. wii u so people give the wii u uh gamepad real shit but i played tons of breath of the wild on that thing i used to not play the wii u because it looks so stupid but the more i played it the more i was like you know this thing's kind of comfortable like it's not that bad uh, it's, but it's... my hands are huge so i guess yeah, no, I, I'm the same way. It's weird to see it as like almost the 
exact middle point between the Wii and the Switch. It was like their in-between thought that they were having, and like the progression of that is really interesting. Yeah, when I was doing my training to be a fucking mailman, I had to go out of town and be in a hotel, and I, that's what I brought was my Wii U because I don't want to damage my Xbox. I'm so <laughs> playing the Wii U, I was playing Monster Hunter, but I'm not Ooh, too nice. great at Monster Hunter solo. Yeah. So it's like, Monster Hunter, you gotta, like, learn how to play that damn game. Like, it's like Dark Souls. Yeah. I mean, the game is not like Dark Souls, but it's like it's like Dark Souls how you have to learn the yeah. game specifically, so. But I was like, this thing actually doesn't suck that as bad as it looks. Like, I want to fucking die on the hill of the Nintendo 64 controller, too. That controller's pretty good, oh. also. When we played through the, for my podcast, we played through Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time for our first a game that we played, and I played it on the N64, and I was like, this is not as bad as I remember it being. Like, it was actually, it actually worked really well. Yeah, the, the Nintendo 64 controller, I mean, I know it's a Trident, but it's like, they wanted to have the <laughs> SNES <laughs> controller, or what is it, the, the NES controller? Like, if you yeah. hold it on the left and the right side, it is just an NES controller with extra buttons, yeah, and then yeah. when you hold it with the, with the analog stick, it's like, well, there's nothing else like it. The thing I always think of, it's literally like the the Wii U the nunchuck. nunchuck. Yeah, it's like legit the nunchuck. If you like hold it up to like the middle of the N64 controller, it's just a nunchuck. Whenever I first got my hands on a Wii, I, that's the first thing I thought of was like, this feels like a Nintendo 64 middle part. This is so weird. But whenever I first played the Wii, I think it was with Philip. Did you have an N64 back in the day? It was four. Yeah, of course. Okay. I don't know who I'm thinking of then. Well, someone <laughs> I was around was like, had, didn't have an N64. And I was trying to explain it to them. And they're like, you sound like an absolute crazy person right now. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Three-handed controller. Like, <laughs> like a monster. I always love the memes. It's like, how do I hold it? And there's always the one where somebody's using their like finger and thumb to control the joystick. Oh my God. Like the, like the little like... Uh... Like they're picking up a tiny piece of sushi or something with their hands and they're just like, why would you ever control a joystick like that? Have you heard about the claw? Like the p- way people hold Xbox controllers? Okay. Like the... Yeah. <laughs> I respect the claw at this point. I've started doing the claw. You, you've I've embraced also... the claw? There's yeah. like fingers on all the triggers at the top? That and I've also started doing the one-handed play. Like, I don't know if you guys like oh. experiment with that. But yeah, like... Where you like when I, when I broke my arm? Yeah, I guess like palm is on your left stick, and then you're hitting finger buttons with like your you know fingers on your left hand, and your right hand's free. And this is perfect for all the JRPGs because at that point, like you have a hand free well, to like cheating. play on your phone. You know, like it just works. Hold on, I have to beat my dog yeah. to death. You know, you <laughs> but yeah, that is my Sable review. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really, so there's no combat in Sable at all. It's just exploration, right? Yeah, pretty much. And driving yeah. a very janky hoverboard, which Ooh. reminds me of like, I am a uh, very, I wouldn't even say an amateur game developer. I am a uh, a piddler game developer where I just have like Unreal installed and I can use Blender <laughs> and I can like lightly prototype stuff. Anyways, it made me want to start working on my game again. So for the last like three days, That's awesome. I've just been working on that. I thought you were going to say it played like Wave Race 64. No, <laughs> I was just, no. That's in my freaking head all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, Wave Race. It plays like a uh, a broken-legged version of Kirby Air Ride. Oh, interesting. Where did this Where's... come from, this whole conversation? Where did that sprout from? Sable. So we're talking about Sable. The, the Sable, driving you, Sable. Yeah, you get a hover hover car. That's pretty oh. god terrible. Yeah, so like I, I think I mentioned, I, I thought that whole time you were talking about Wave Race 64, so I don't know <laughs> what the hell's going on anymore. thought we were still talking about the Nintendo. I'm All like right, freaking mean mugging my dog, because she's like staring at something. For your podcast, you guys are working through Resident Evil Village, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we just had finished the house Benevenito or however you say it, and dear God, probably the most terrifying thing that I've ever played. But great, it was fantastic. It is the spooky month. I do want to say I played this game I think five times through. The first time I went through, I was like, this is my favorite part of the whole game. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I was like, this is my favorite part of the whole game. This was the peak whenever I got done with the game. Mm -hmm. Every single subsequent playthrough, there are three specific parts of the game. One that's that's later on that I'm not going to talk about, but two more parts that I absolutely loathed whenever I got to them. I was like, I hate this. I'm so upset. I want to get through. And one of them was the the dollhouse because... Once you beat the game, you unlock the content shop and you can buy infinite ammo. It's, it's you know, Resident oh, Evil stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. got an infinite ammo grenade launcher and I am just a monster up until... So the very intro of the game also, you are not a monster. <laughs> you are slowly walking through the village. It's very cinematic and beautiful. But after right. playing it three times, you're just like... Okay, I'm ready. I'm done. Let's, let's, let's get going. Let's get going. I'm ready for the action. It's Duke Nukem now. Yeah, oh, but God. the house, you have to do every single time, like the same way over and over. And it's just, it breaks the pace so quickly and suddenly. And yeah, I, I can see after like subsequent play- playthroughs, because you get stripped of all your equipment and everything, and it's not action, it's all puzzle. And it's just mm. like... <sighs> Yeah, and it's like, even if you're on a harder difficulty, you still insta-die if that thing catches you. And it doesn't, like, get faster or, like, get smarter. It's, like, the same thing every time. I wish there was an ability to just turn this part off, because it's so inconsequential to multiple playthroughs. I I can see. I can see how Meat Baby gets uh, annoying after five playthroughs. I loved Meat Baby, though. I was like, (laughs) I don't even remember what I was calling it. It's a fucking Meat Baby. It's a gross ground beef monster that cries like a baby. The the funny thing was is that we're just going to talk about your podcast for a while, I yeah. guess. But <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> all of you guys had the, and I feel like I'm in the minority as well. But like all yeah. you guys had the opposite feeling in the house that I did. I was mm-hmm. like very nervous when I went in there. I was like, I hate this place. Like the you walk through that yellow hallway <sighs> and oh, the, yeah. and everything's yep. decrepit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I really hate this place. And I you go down and you go to the well and everything, and it's super oh, scary. Well terrifying. And then once the baby comes i was like this thing looks like a dork like i'm like what is this thing <laughs> and i the first time i saw it I, I i was like okay i have to run away from this i crawled under the bed and then i was watching it go by and i was like i'm gonna get out of the bed and just look at this thing and then i got out and i just stared at it as it walked up and ate me feet first and i was just like yeah you know i'm not feeling this guy <laughs> like i don't i don't i'm totally it just completely diffused i do have a little bit of a fear of dolls though so when i went back oh, up the elevator and then the, the doll dolls. stuff again i was like i'm going to just look at it look around because the first time i stabbed it i was like oh i guess this is the boss fight and so i started yeah. just walking around looking at all the dolls and they're freaking out you know there are like frames mm. missing so they're like jerking unnaturally and i'm like this is fucking horrifying. Like, if I woke up and this was in my house, I would shit myself. But if I woke up and that baby was in my house, I I would also shit myself. <laughs> yeah, I, was, yeah. I, I would also just say I would say the reaction. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, oh, I guess I'm dead. But <laughs> just take me. I don't know. Just just but take me now. Those dolls. I don't know what I would do. That's a that's a freaky thing. No, the doll not. that you kill though, Angie, is not very freaky. It's the, all the other ones. Like all the other ones are way freakier than Angie is. Yeah, and that's what we talked about, too. It's like the Angie boss fight was kind of underwhelming, especially because, like you said, all the other things around her are way more terrifying than she is. And, like, once you beat the game, like, all, there are challenges. I think there are achievements attached to them, too. But mm. for beating each boss, like, within a time limit, and the Angie boss fight, 
there is no way to do it faster. Like you just have to find it. And so I just had to keep replaying that level, just trying to get that challenge done. And that sounds awful. Like as soon as I do the challenge, like I, I would just restart if I didn't get it. Cause it'll, once you beat the game, it just pops up on your screen. The moment you do a challenge, you're like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But that's, um, cool. that's cool. If I didn't get it, I would just restart checkpoint, do the Angie fight again. And it only takes about a minute. But yeah, it's it's super short it, and it's really easy to do too. Like she's she's the only thing that it looks different in there. Like all the dolls at least look somewhat the same, and then Angie's very different compared to all the rest of them. Have you guys already recorded the next episode? Yeah, we've already played through the reservoir and fighting what's his, the big okay. fish dude. I was gonna, I just wanted to talk about how, what did you think about that? Uh, I liked it. It was the exclusive scoop. I'm gonna hear it before yeah. this is coming out on Friday. <laughs> so I'm yeah. pretty sure your episode comes out first, right? Yeah, our episode comes out on Tuesday. So okay. Um. Yeah, no, I I enjoyed it because it was a good break from the last section. Obviously, very different. That one was very puzzle oriented. This is one's very action oriented. Uh, but there were still some puzzles here and there with like moving the levers to move like the platforms in and out of the water and everything. Yeah, going back and forth from like the um, oh the area where you have to let all the water back in. I thought that was really cool. And the <laughs> you know how they have like those big goopy like green walls that come up. Yeah, I, I thought you I can only. <laughs> I thought you could only break them with uh, a grenade launcher, which I, I found out that you can use the knife or literally anything. So, <laughs> Nave did the same thing. Philip just said I did the exact same thing. Yep. Like the yep. first, it, well, it was the very first wall. I blew mm. it up with a grenade launcher, and I was like, "This is good game design." You yeah. know what I mean? We had to get the grenade launcher so we can break this. <laughs> exactly. And Philip was like, "Are you sure you can't just knife them?" And I was like, Psh, "That'd be stupid." And I knifed it like six times, and it broke. And I was just like, "Oh, I just wasted a grenade, I guess." <laughs> See, I didn't have that. So during the boss fight, when I ran out of grenade launcher ammo, I was like stuck in a corner against that wall, and I could have just turned around and broke the wall, and I got killed multiple times because of that. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that makes so much more sense. Because I remember that monster was pretty scary, too. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's terrifying. The big oh, fish, like, and then he, like, crawls yeah. out of its mouth. Not a fan. I got killed twice by the acid rain before I realized there were, like, awnings. There little awnings that you got to hide under? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. I'm, exciting for, I'm excited for what's to come in, in Heisenberg and his fight. I don't know what that's Oh, yeah, like. it is Heisenberg next. Yeah. Are you doing... A, a part after that or are you just doing the factory because the factory so, feels like it's pretty long so next is the stronghold actually and i don't know and then after that is heisenberg's factory so we're doing two more episodes after, after okay that. i think i'm confused i think i just confused myself then never mind <laughs> yeah i don't know because after this ends heisenberg does say like hey like come challenge me i'll give you the flask but if you can get to me or, or stuff like that but there is like multiple sections that you have to go through before you get to heisenberg's factory heisenberg's factory is pretty cool i oh, really? I'm yeah, at, at first I was like, I don't know. But as I fought the monsters that are in there, I'm like, this is interesting. Just like a turn. Alrighty. Who didn't go? Me? It's Yakuza 6. Yeah. Everyone knows. Oh, I'm talking about Yakuza <laughs> again. I finished Yakuza 6, and I legit, after the last cutscene, um, started bawling. Like, I haven't, I haven't cried from a video game probably in a decade. I don't think like legitimately like started sobbing like a family wow. member was lost. Wow. Okay. So, so I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I've never played the Yakuza game. I've played, I don't know if this has any like association with it. I played sleeping dogs. Absolutely loved sleeping dogs, but same game. No, it's not. Give me the, give me the Yakuza pitch. Like why sh- they're all on game pass. So it's Japanese Grand Theft Auto. Okay. It you- is. Don't listen to him. He's just trying to trigger me. Um, this, this game series, it's like a crime drama 
basically yeah, yeah. i treat it like a an hbo series you know what i mean okay. i treat it like okay. a game of thrones or like a, a breaking bad right it's, have you seen it's... sopranos no i okay. haven't either i don't i really also haven't TV. seen breaking bad or game of thrones so oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what i mean though right I yeah, 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 yeah i have seen breaking bad but i haven't seen game of thrones um, I don't watch too much TV, but yeah. like these things that people hold in real high regard, like there's a reason why like this game is just starting to suddenly explode, and it's because mm-hmm. people are slowly starting to get into it. And the biggest thing about this game is that the cutscenes are incessant and incredibly long. Mm. So the reason why I treat it like a TV show or, or like a like a drama or something like that is because. It's a great game to when you get home from work you want to unwind, unwind. You play a little bit of it, and as soon as a cutscene comes up, you get mm-hmm. some food and you just chill and eat and watch the cutscene. Like something okay, that's okay. not gonna be crap. Like don't get a fat fucking burger because it's gonna be <laughs> you'll you'll eat like a third of it and then start playing for like twenty minutes. And Wiping then, off your hands and grabbing yeah. the controller again. Yeah. Everything is just perfect about the story in these games, and every single one of them is just fantastic. Like my my least favorite one's three, and that's simply because it doesn't perform very well because it's the oldest. Mm, wow! It, because the first two were completely remade, so three is the oldest. Oh, now. Okay, so I see. if you were going to go back on Xbox and play them, that's how it would go. I've been doing it for about it feels like two years now, just slowly mm. playing through the whole series, zero through six. And um, the ending was just absolutely perfect. But it also was like an accumulation of all of that time I'd spent with all of these characters. Right, right. How do you feel about uh, how do you feel about like a dragon being turn based? Because all of them are more like action beat 'em up games. Do you, did you like the progression into turn based, or do you like the old style better? This game is very strange. The like a dragon is it it often alternates between this isn't Yakuza at all, and then this is totally Yakuza. Like, this weird, oh, weird. metronome that I'm pl- kind of having to deal with. And a lot of it stems from almost none of the original cast has showed up yet. I think I'm on only on, like, Chapter 4. Because, like I said, I like to savor these games. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm only on Chapter 4. But I ran into somebody. I don't even know if I can talk about it. There's a character who is a captain in Zero, One, two, one and 2 who goes away and i think he appears <laughs> smooth yeah <Goes> smooth <laughs> um i think he appears in like a dragon but i'm not entirely sure but i was talking madeline my girlfriend was sitting next to me and it's the moment i saw his character like i didn't even get a good look at his face but i literally audibly gasped <laughs> and went oh my god and then i was like is that this person and maddie's like i have no idea who that is and i'm just like hold on and I'm like waiting to see him again. He shows up and I'm like, oh my God, I think this is this guy. And he also, everyone is named, even the people who haven't been introduced yet, except for this guy. This guy just is named Bartender. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so I'm like, that's weird. And then I Googled his face and this guy has a scar. And I Googled his face and I just held the phone up to the screen <laughs> and waited for his face to appear. And I'm like, this guy has to be him. Like, this is like the same person. And Maddie's like, no, look at his nose. Look, look at, at his, his lips. Nose. I'm like, but look at his eyebrows and the scar. Like, I'm just arguing. We're just arguing with each other. Oh, man. That's great. The game is very uh, adorable, though. Like, Like a Dragon has multiple references to, like, Dragon mm. Quest. Yeah. Like, that's the whole the whole reason it's turn-based. why uh, it's turn-based is, is because the character grew up playing Dragon Quest. So I'm like, that's, cool. that's an interesting, that's cool, like, reason. And to be completely honest, my least favorite part about the Yakuza games is the combat. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so I'm like, 
I don't really like the beat em up combat right. too much. I usually play on e- easy unless there's an achievement right. for normal. Yakuza is amazing, and uh, I encourage anyone to play. Anyone who likes who like doesn't have a TV show to watch, play Yakuza. I promise. Do you know who the lead uh, designer is? I don't know him by name because it's Japanese, but he of definitely course. is not the de- lead designer mm. anymore. He oh, just okay. left. He left to go work for a Chinese company, unfortunately. Tencent? No, it's not Tencent. Um, I think it's under NetEase. I can't remember. It's mm. one of those two. It Aren't all be. the games going forward to going to be turn-based as well? Like That's what they decided is like that's like the new norm for the series. Yeah, they were going to have the Yakuza franchise be turn-based for the foreseeable future, and then the Judgment spin-off yeah, yeah. series um, is going to be the beat-em-up, but there's some turmoil with the Judgment series, with the, not the, uh, so there is, it's like a popular Japanese actor who's the main character, like who, his likeness is used, and it's not him that has the problem, it's his manage like his management oh, I see, I see. Yeah. company. So it's something about Sega's initiative to put games onto the PC, like on Steam, and they have a really serious problem with that. I don't know why. It's like something ingrained in like Japanese culture, I guess. Like whenever they appear, like when they appear in magazines, like some magazines, they don't use their face, like their face is blurred out. It's really strange. Weird. Yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, I have no idea. But if if that happens, it sucks. But I assume that they would just continue, not with the Judgment series, but just make another like another tangential series like without right. that guy like the, def jam yakuza <laughs> i'm here for it <laughs> dude i just want def jam back like can we just have def jam back i didn't even mind icon that much like come on guys start a like, petition let, let people do new things bring back def jam i give it a shot i just love fighting games love some soul caliber love some def jam combine the two crossover Is that the only two? Def jam cross soul caliber <laughs> Dude, there needs to be a fucking cross, a Smash Brothers for Microsoft. I, I was like, just thinking this today. That's so weird that you said that because I was literally just thinking like, you know, th- they just released the last character. Essentially, Smash is you know done for the time being until Nintendo grabs Sakurai back in. It's like, hey, you're doing another one. Um, well, have you guys heard about the Warner Brothers one? No. Yeah, like, I think I okay, did. Okay, so the Nickelodeon right. came out with theirs, and <laughs> it's a little odd, but it's yeah. it's hanging in there, and. Of course, there's always Digimon Rumble Arena 2, the classic back on PlayStation 2, Shrek Rumble Arena. And now there's... (laughs) (laughs) Is it Shrek Rumble Arena? I'm trying to... No, I don't know. You're the expert, The Shrek expert. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're coming out with a Warner Brothers one, apparently in development. And everyone's hyped. Like, oh, man, Warner's brother is owned, you know, Times Warner. They own everything. We could have... You know, the Supernatural Brothers. We could have <laughs> Batman. We could have, you know, Superman. I'm trying to think of, like, Mortal Kombat characters. Like, they could all be in this huge platform fighter that's in development. Because, of course, you know, a kid's platform fighting game is obviously going to have, I don't know, these other random characters. Right. Hey, man, they had, they had Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, all right? Yeah, they did. But wasn't that... It was, was team, that yeah. It was team, because they didn't want to see, okay. you know... DC characters with blood all over them for some reason, apparently. <laughs> Superman can't rip somebody in half, unfortunately. Whatever. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Only in the comic books. Not not, not Invincible or anything like that. That would be cool, though. Yeah, but it's in development. So the, the Smash Killer is coming, and I don't think it's going to be Nintendo, or not Nintendo, uh, Nickelodeon All-Stars Battler or whatever it's called. Hey, man, you don't know. They could rise up like Rainbow Six Siege did. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Patches exist. 
Yeah. All right. We'll we'll revisit it in a year. We'll, we'll randomly we'll, we'll randomly see Waluigi show up in the Nickelodeon brawl game, and then that's that's everyone. Oh my every, god! Everyone will move over to the Nickelodeon <laughs> fighter. <laughs> I saw the. <laughs> Hold on. Now I've got to look up this YouTube video. Look what you've done. Well, while he's doing that, so Jared, I see you revisited Skyward Sword. Yeah. So I bought Skyward Sword HD when it came out, and it's funny because I played it for the first time. Last year, 2020 was the first time I played Skyward Sword. I love Zelda, and I played pretty much all of yeah. them except for Skyward Sword. It wasn't for any reason in particular. I just never got around to it. I mean, I was aware of all well, that. Well, it is the bad one, right? Right, <laughs> right. Uh, and I have the unpopular opinion that I think Skyward Sword is really good, and it's definitely in my top five. Um, <laughs> but I'm replaying it on the Switch the HD version, and I'm just like, it's. I'm just slowly plugging away at it. I'm, oh, my <laughs> fuck. I just, just gave a myself. fucking heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> I just gave myself a heart attack. The fucking YouTube video started. It was. Oh, was it like super loud too? State oh, Farm. State Farm always. Yeah, it was fucking there. maxed out. Stop! Oh stop God. giving us ads, State Farm. We don't want to. We don't want to be a part of that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm slowly plugging away at Skyward Sword HD. I'm not as motivated to play through it as much because I, I just finished it, so I'm noticing that I'm like doing just small incremental sections. Um, but I, I'm loving it. I love the handheld function i think that it works a lot better than the uh the motion controls but don't you get tired of revisiting um what is the giant chomper uh demise oh, the, the, or, no not demise um, um old uh, wiggly toes good old popcorn good old popcorn but toes he, the, impri- the imprisoned the imprisoned yeah, i hated okay yeah and you fought that guy like seven times and each time okay maybe not seven but it was yeah. at least three times and I was not. Yeah, I'm it. definitely noticing the second time around that I was like, and I, and I kind of got this when I first played it, but there was still like the thrill of playing like essentially a new Zelda game for the first time that I was excited. But I'm like, oh, the, here's the ending. The climax is coming. And then it's like, oh, here's three more things you have to collect. And I was like, oh, OK, well, and then it's like, oh, you collected the three things. And it's like, here's three more things you have to collect. And here's fighting popcorn toes four to five times. And it's like, oh, yeah, it starts to feel like filler. What JRPG are we talking about right now? We're, we're talking about Zelda. Uh, Yakuza like a dragon. Oh, it probably does it too, man. I just had that suffering go with uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, that game that never fucking ended. I was like trying as desperately as I could and, to beeline and, through that game after like forty hours. And I don't mind long games, but it's the games that like make you feel like you're on like the cusp of it. Like, oh, a big thing happens and the climax is happening, and then like, and here's some more things, and you're like, oh, you don't just hype me up like that. It's like Dragon Ball Z was like yeah. the, the epitome of that, but that happened over like a decade, didn't it? Oh, but yeah. like, I don't know. They still do it. It's not over. But like 50 episodes of the Frieza fight. Dude, the freaking RIP. dude, the game Dragon Quest 11, I don't care. This is a spoiler technically. Uh, Dragon Quest 11, you beat the end boss, you get the credits, it's over. You save the game and then the game is like and we continue. And then after the credits, there's like 25 more hours of game where you go <laughs> back in time, stop the bad guy from doing something. Turns out the big bad that you stopped before the credit sequence, he was doing it to stop this elder god from falling onto the earth. He was doing the big bad destroy the earth thing because this guy was going to do It's like, oh my god. And that guy, that boss fight at the end, the very last one, is impossible. I didn't beat it. I was like, I can't do this. This is so hard. I was over leveled all game until I got to say, even with your master farming strategy of pepping up your boys to kill the silver slimes (laughs) or whatever it was. I did that. I farmed like that for like nine or 10 hours. Like I, 
And then I was like, I should be strong enough. I've never, I didn't grind like that the whole game. Went back to that boss. Nope. I was like, all right, well, this game's just getting deleted then because I want to play Tales of Arise really bad. And Ooh, I also want to play Tales of Arise really bad. <laughs> it's really good so far. <laughs> Philip is tired of hearing about all these Japanese games that I'm always playing. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I love all the Japanese games, all the anime. I'm here for it. Which I actually have one to share too. Uh, Resident Evil Veronica. Oh, that's what I've been playing recently. <laughs> what a cop out! That's my favorite anime. Yeah, <laughs> but Leon is um, my waifu. I'm not sure when <laughs> this one came out. I, I know it's before four, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably after three. Would be my guess. Have you guys played this one? What are you talking about? Resident Evil Veronica. No, the the first Resident Evil game I played was seven. Really? What? Yep. I played seven. I played eight. I went back because I have the PS One Classic, and I played a little bit of one. And I was like, "This is awful." Yeah, I bet, like, <laughs> playing it. I bet there's some insanity going on just in like the weird Resident Evil things we take for granted, with like the ammo yeah. and the coins and the like gemstones hanging from the ceiling, just like weird stuff. That... Oh, you're a new school Resident Evil dude too, aren't you? What me? Yeah, I, my first Resident Evil was Resident Evil Five, oh, but then man, I've I've are... been going back and replaying the old ones very slowly over the years, and I'm like, God, this is insanity. Yep. You can't. You can Never... skip one. I swear, you guys, just don't play one. Okay. Okay. What about the? Didn't they remake one? Is the remake of one good? The remake of one is beautiful, but I still can't. I didn't beat it either. Like I, I got like mm, halfway okay. through. It is hard. Like it is very hard. Uh, Resident Evil Two. This game is hard. Yeah, I've heard people say play play two remake, play three remake, and then go from there. If you can get your hands on Resident Evil Two, like through an emulator or something, Resident Evil Two is mm-hmm. fantastic. It has a very good middle ground of not that hard, like, but it's still challenging enough to be engaging constantly. You do have to wrestle with the tank controls a whole lot, but the game's never at any point unbearable as long as you're constantly making multiple saves, and you get mm-hmm. enough ink ribbons to save often. This game has ink ribbons, like. Unfortunately, oh, I heard about who to- who told me about that. I don't know who it was, but I was like, ink ribbons. If I don't have ink ribbons, I can't save. This sounds too stressful. Yep, limited saves. Yeah. Well, the good thing is, is that they usually give you two or three every time you get to a safe room, and then also they're oh, scattered okay. throughout. So usually you can get some. Ink- if you find some ink ribbons, you can just go back to the safe room. And there's an item box that's magic that just every item box has all of your shit in it. So if you ever find an mm. item box, you can pull stuff out. And usually if there's an item box, there's a typewriter there too. So you never have to carry the ink ribbons with you. You can always pull an ink ribbon out, save, and then continue on with your day. Would you prefer prefer the original over the remake? Should I play the original one over the remake? No. The remake is spectacular. I also... I was going <laughs> to say, I beat the original three or four times through. And I beat, I uh-huh. beat the remake also like three or four times through. And I would say I... Okay. If I had to choose between them both right now, I would say remake. The remake is just so good. It's not exactly the same, but mm-hmm. they hit all of the beats. I mean, it's beautiful. I remember playing the demo. I played the beta for it or whatever, and I was like, this game is, this game is gorgeous. <laughs> it's so pretty. Yeah, it hits all of the correct beats. If you like Resident Evil Village, when you're done with it, you're absolutely gonna. Mm-hmm. It is like I don't remember if I'm remembering this correctly, but I, I don't quote me. But someone was like Resident Evil Village. It's like a perfect middle ground mm-hmm. between Resident Evil 2 Remake and Resident Evil 4. Interesting. Okay. With like a little bit of Outlast sprinkled in there, but you already got past the Outlast part. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Where were we? Is that the part where there's naked guys hanging from the ceiling? What part? Meat Babies. Is that? Oh, Meat Babies? Wait, you didn't play Outlast? I played Outlast, yeah. I did play Outlast. I must have, rep- I must have repressed that memory. <laughs> I don't remember that. It's a thing. It happens. I do remember fucking wieners dangling, but I don't remember where <laughs> they were at. <laughs> Full male nudity. Just tunnel, just tunnel vision, and just wieners dangling in your face as you're walking through. 
I don't even know how we got here. How did we get here? We're talking about Resident Evil Veronica. Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which... I played Veronica. I have it, I think. Keep talking. I'm going to see if I got it. Yeah. Uh, Nave, whenever we were talking about like spooky monsters earlier, you mentioned the Resident Evil dogs. And the Resident Evil dogs are in full swing in Veronica. And they are a nightmare. Yeah, they're a because... fucking nightmare. I, I was terrified of them as a child, dude. Of it, of more than anything. Also, look at this. Woo! Oh, look at that. Yeah. I'm sick. I can't tell if I'm in the camera or not. Because I can't see my camera. No, you are. Oh, Philip can't see it. I'm holding up no. Resident Evil. Aww. I forgot Philip can't see. I'm holding up. I have Resident Evil Veronica. Four. Resident Evil 4 and uh, Outbreak on the PS2. Outbreak is cool, too. Outbreak had online support on the PS2. You could play online. What does that even mean? Uh, like, is it like versus? Are those sealed? Yes, they're sealed. Oh. Uh, I'm not I'm not walking back. I'm, I'm putting these up. <laughs> but. <laughs> all right, Nate, one thing I do want to ask. So we have all played a lot of Resident Evil games besides Jared. And we've also played a lot of Silent Hill. So it's for like the classic take control horror games. Do you prefer the Silent Hills or the Resident Evils? I mean, honestly, I prefer. Oh, of the two, the two tank control games? You said? Yeah. Okay, I thought yeah, the, I was answering control. a question you didn't ask, so I'm glad I caught myself. <laughs> like Silent Hill 1 through 3, I think, maybe. And then like Resident <clears throat> Evil 1 through 3. The problem, well. the main problem I have is when I played Silent Hill, I never played Silent Hill 1, but I never beat Resident Evil 1 either, so I guess I can just cross both of those out like a math problem. But um, Resident, or I mean, Resident Evil 2, I beat multiple times. And Silent Hill 2. And three, I only beat once, and both of them were on the janky 360 re-release. And I don't know if you guys know like the story behind the Silent Hill re-release, the HD collection. Mm-hmm. But like, for the listeners, in case they don't know, I'll just cliff notes are they didn't have the complete code for both games, specifically three, <laughs> and like the code was basically just Half gone, and so they had to kind of patch together the game and a lot of the voice acting. I don't know, was that just gone, or could they not get permission from the voice actor or something? So some of the... That was something weird. I, I do remember reading about that, where there just wasn't... Like, half the voice acting was just gone. Like, they just it, wasn't, it just wasn't there. So I think it's one of the main characters in Silent Hill 3. It might even be the character you play has a different voice actor. I can't remember. I, there's someone in, in uh, Silent Hill 2 as well that has different voice lines. I think it's the, the fat guy with the gun. I can't remember specifically, but... I'm making shit up now at this point. Um, basically, I don't know the original games. Apparently, the original games are significantly better. I don't know if that's swaying my argument. What I'm saying is I would rather play Resident Evil in a very roundabout way. I'd rather play Resident yeah. Evil. <laughs> See, that's the thing. is like I beat Res- or Silent Hill 1 just like all the way through back, like I don't know, eight or nine years ago. I was like, I'm going to play Silent Hill 1. I just sat down and played through the whole game. I didn't need like a guide or anything. Whereas I feel like if I was sat down and tried to play Resident Evil one or two, I'd probably need a guide at some point. Good fucking luck. Yeah, I've also never played Silent Hill. Oh my god, <laughs> just get him out, get him out of here. Silent now. Hill two. Yeah, just play two and three. Don't play uh, okay. one. <laughs> two specifically, I, I I even played it as an adult, and there are parts in that game that invoke such a thick feeling of dread that i've never felt before in a video game oh interesting like i was not like i don't really get scared at games because i just disassociate and i can't i can't not disassociate because if i just be in the moment i don't want to play anymore like i'm just going to want to stop playing so Mm -hmm. i have to like disassociate and let curiosity push me forward 
Right. So that normally means that the horror doesn't really get to me too much. But in Silent Hill 2, specifically, there's like a prison. There is like a an area, or no, is it a hospital? I can't remember. But you go in the middle, and there's like a... It, it's It's got to be a prison, because there's like a, a hangman's noose in the center of this like little area. <laughs> I don't like know, yard. this grassy area. Yeah, like a yard, I guess. The prison. Quad. And... um you have to go to that up to that noose and there's something there i can't remember what it is but it's like a key item hmm. and the whole time you're going there you hear like a horse galloping and it gets closer and closer and like it's in the right speaker and now it's in the left speaker and you don't know oh, if something's cool. about to happen and it's so foggy and it's pitch black all you can see is what's in front of you with your flashlight yeah, camera yeah. And I was like I felt horror like I I couldn't I wouldn't be able to do that I'm just kill me like i i don't know and nothing <laughs> happens uh, by the way you go get the thing oh, you walk back so open up the, yes you're just waiting for it like it's like oh please just do it just do it just kill me already i don't want to be here anymore you go into the building and it's just silence no music just your footsteps you're just like oh i hate this i hate this place what are we talking <laughs> it is spooky I'm, I'm, what, what was the question you know, spooky months <laughs> Uh, Jared, I see you put Shining Forces. I don't remember what that is. Is that the Sonic game? No. Uh, no. So oh. Shining Forces is a Sega Genesis game. I The N64 and Genesis collection things just came out on the Switch. So I was like, hey, let's check out some of the games. And obviously the N64 stuff is great. There's Mario Tennis and Mario Kart and Mario 64 and Zelda. But I never had a Sega Genesis. So I was like, hey, let me check them out. And most of it was a joke. I didn't expect to like, like any of those games. I was playing like Echo the Dolphin. And this might be a blasphemous statement but it wasn't it wasn't fantastic no, i hate echo um, i don't like echo the dolphin <laughs> either i don't know what people see in it okay good and i was trying a bunch of games and there's one called shining forces it's not only called shining forces it's called shining forces the great legacy the legacy of great intention sounds like a japanese translation right exactly okay uh and so i opened it up and it was just like i was poking fun at it like the story was like oh light versus dark and light defeated dark and dark's like oh i'm gonna come back in a thousand years and a thousand years passes and then the dark's back and i'm like this is this is stupid and i started playing and i was like oh my god this is fun this is this is great it's like the normal gameplay is kind of like a top-down zelda as you're exploring the the towns and everything and the combat is very much like tactical fire emblem kind of combat even when like when you get into combat it creates like this cool like 16-bit cutscene that it goes into and it shows you like attacking the other person i'm hooked i was like <laughs> it started off as a, just a joke and making fun of sega genesis games and now i'm just like oh i kind of like shining forces hence the question mark on our notes <laughs> i had a friend that really liked that game oh really yeah i never got to play it but i just watch him play and i'm yeah. like you know i was a little bit too young for it like for that kind of gameplay but right right no, it's it's it's. I'm already really hooked on it, so I'm excited to to play more of it. If you're into kind of like tactical RPG kind of things with some questionable story and writing, <laughs> questionable quality at least, you should check it out. Have you played nice. Wolf? What is it? Metal Wolf Chaos XD? No, what is? Oh man! <laughs> Wait, hold on. I have to, I have to, I'm gonna look this up. Continue talking. Wait, type that in and then type in Richard and then just go to the first YouTube video. Speaking of YouTube video, it's in the chat. I linked it. The YouTube video I wanted you guys to watch. I've already seen it, man. Oh, okay. Oh, I haven't even watched it. Hold on, I'll do it. Hopefully, my I audio know. is not loud. And I knew you were going to. That happened to me earlier. Oh, oh God, Jesus Christ! It was also very loud whenever I started. <laughs> it too. Me too. Yeah, I got a Mario. I got a Mario Party ad, and it was very loud. Now you guys know why I screamed loudly at you guys because Allstate was like, or what was it, State Farm? <clears throat> it's like Allstate. I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> I was listening intently to your your story. All right, but Metal Wolf XD. 
Wait, oh yeah, Metal Wolf. Let, Isn't that a FromSoft game, or did we talk about this already, or something? It is FromSoft. Yeah, no, it, this is great. This is exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I rarely like videos on YouTube, but that's one that's in there. I'd like, I'd like to see like the Kingdom Hearts reveal of them revealing Sora, and you know how he was like, he like went out of the the keyhole as he was backing up. I like in the Fallout and like Waluigi also like comes through the keyhole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Surprise! There's two characters coming. <laughs> Sora and Waluigi. You know, wonderful. Nintendo would win so many points for that. If they did, oh, 100 percent. Oh, I was so I was like, of course, because it's if of course is an anime boy with a sword. <laughs> I thought that that was pretty yeah. funny. Uh, he has a keyblade. Oh it's a, it's a little different. Yeah, he okay. fights for friendship. But the thing was, is that so I hardly play Smash, and I don't really touch my Switch either. But Madeline uses the Switch a lot for Animal Crossing, and but she's a huge Kingdom mm. Hearts fan. That's actually kind of how I tricked her into uh, going on a date with me the first time. So. <laughs> I uh, showed her that that video. I made sure she didn't see what the title was, and so I showed her the video. And as the Keyblade came out, I heard her go, Eep! and I was like, ah! and I looked at her, <laughs> and she had her hands on her mouth. She's like watching it, and then as like everything was progressing in the reveal, like tears in her eyes. I'm like, what? Wow! Oh my gosh, that's wild. I'm like, Seriously? no, I've seen so many re- like reactions of people just like sobbing of like this is this is what they've wanted their entire life. I wanted Kiryu in Smash. I was fucking an advocate. That would be cool. Man. <laughs> that would have been that would I would have actually liked that better. I would take that over Tekken Boy for sure, man. Kiryu could have had a heat mechanic like a bar, like one of the anime boys. I can't remember who it is. Has a little bar under his hel- under under or above his head. Little I mean. Mac, yeah. And I'm like, I, is it Little Mac? I mean, he does have a knockout bar that fills up. Yeah. I, I'm thinking of someone. I don't know. Oh, it's Cloud. Cloud has a limit break, doesn't he? Yeah, oh, he does. yeah. Yeah. When he pushes down B, he has like this little limit break that goes above yeah, his Yeah. you could have a heat bar. Oh, man. Anyways, what are we talking about? What was the question? <laughs> we really need to move on. We've been going on for a minute. So yeah. <laughs> uh, quick uh, top of the news, Nave, you just uh, went overseas, then back again to go on our good friend of the pod, Gaming Positive. Canada is not overseas. Then you came back. Yeah, so I, I mean, you came. <laughs> I came back. It's connected. It's connected to a C. Does that count? It's pretty close. There you go. But uh, you were on this insert coin show where um, I haven't listened to the whole thing. Uh, I think I'm to the part where my character shows up at some point. But uh, you basically talked for over two hours about your life in gaming, and he breaks it up into quarters, with each quarter being a fourth of your current life. Not saying you're gonna die at the end of this last quarter, but you know he he usually makes that joke at the end of yeah. every single episode. Did not do it this time. I think he wants oh, me to no. die. <laughs> <laughs> then you were also his longest episode. I I don't think I was. I think the one before was longer. Oh, I was think. it? Yeah, it was close though. But very nice. Sorry right, to interrupt you. <laughs> go check it out. I talk about we talk about. I go into ex- incredible detail about how me and Philip met. So. That's basically the whole third quarter is just talking about hanging out with Philip. Probably the best. I'll, I'll have to go. I'll have to go listen to it. I, I've I've listened to a couple of those, and actually Ben from our podcast was on one of them as well. Nice. Oh, he he was, wasn't he? Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. my brain is like, "What? I've I've heard all of them," and then I thought about it. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, what's this uh, witch spell you put in the the news section? <laughs> <laughs> the witch spell? It does look like a bippity boppity boot fucking spell. It it a hundred percent looks like a spell. I had I so, uh, Maddie, I had her listen to a little bit of the episode, uh, our previous episode, and I went to two metal shows in a row. Don't worry, Philip, I'm not going to talk about that too much. 
Okay. That just confused the hell out of them. But um, there was a particular band I talked about. I misspoke on their name multiple oh, no. times. I called them like five different things. Oh. Two of the. Are you even a rocker? <laughs> well, it's this is the thing. Okay, their name is Polyphia, but I called them multiple names. I called them Periphery. I called them Polyphony. And here's the thing. So Polyphia is the band that I went to see. Periphery yeah. is a prog metal band. It's kind of similar to Polyphia, not the same though. They have a singer, a vocalist, and then Polyphony is the game development studio that makes Gran Turismo. <laughs> so I have no idea that I just had to correct the record because she was actually upset that I because that's one of her favorite bands and I just completely uh, screwed it up because I thought she was gonna like that part, but that's all she could concentrate on was me screwing. I literally would say their name like five seconds apart and it would be a different name every single time. <laughs> That's that's amazing. I probably couldn't understand what you're saying. Just said, "Yep, that sounds like a band." But just, just nodding your head, like I'm losing all uh, metal credit for you. Um, so yeah, there's <laughs> that. I need you to turn in all your band shirts. Yeah, all my. I think this is no. This is an anime shirt. I have no idea what this is actually. I think right. this is uh, it, Darling. It, darling it, it, in looks, the Franks, it looks cool. Darling though. in the Franc or whatever. Now we really need to keep this moving. So let's take a quick break and we can hit our game. And we're back. So, co-op partners, if you are longtime listeners of the show, you might know we covered a certain tiny game called Left 4 Dead 2 back with our co-op partner, William. And we mentioned a certain title known as Back for Blood. And Back for Blood came out and we played it. So that's what we're talking about today. Indubitably. Yeah. <laughs> Indubitably. When this game uh, come out? 2021? Yeah. Looks like it. I think so. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. From the Turtle Rock Boys, who are famous for... Evolve. No, the Counter-Strike Xbox port. That too. I mean, that was, that was the next one. <laughs> I played that one. That was my first, like, flaming of Counter-Strike, was I was playing the Xbox, like, original Xbox port on Xbox Live. Wasn't it not good? Oh, it was didn't, terrible. Wasn't the port pretty bad? Oh, yeah, okay. Good. And I didn't get it because, you know, I was used to Halo, <laughs> Halo, like, 2. And I was playing Counter-Strike where you died in, you know, one shot. And I'm like, this game is trash. This is awful. No one's ever going to play this. I liked it a little bit because it just reminded me of uh, that. What's that game, Philip? You know what I'm talking about? The Counter Strike fantasy game. Help what? me. Oh, Shadowrun. Shadowrun. That came out there on it is. 360. Mm. Oh, we're talking about original Xbox. Yeah, I thought you were talking like, about the Xbox 360 port that was no. like an arcade title. The Green Boy. That was the original, you know, Xbox version. Yeah. Well, Philip's the Xbox kid. If you if you guys listen, you guys want to go into detail of my history. I had an Xbox for a very short period of time. Like I talk about it in the insert coin. I actually don't think I talk about any Xbox games. I think we talk about 360 wow. games, and then I forget what I'm talking about, and I just move on to the PlayStation 2. <laughs> and in the PlayStation 2 era, I talk about playing PlayStation 1 games. So I mean, whatever. I don't know what the hell is going on anymore. Yeah, and if you look, the publishers of this game. Warner Brothers Interactive. So coming to the Warner Brothers Smash game. The Back for Blood cast will be there. Yeah, Back for Blood cast. They will be yeah, there. Yeah, maybe we'll have a sleeper attached to a wall that fight <laughs> just brings the wall with it. Tall boy joins the fight. Yeah, just start smashing people. Can't wait for that crossover. Um, so they have quite, you know, you mentioned Evolve, which was a very interesting game when it came out. I never bought mm. it. I've only played maybe an hour of it, but I always thought it looked cool. It was fun. I really, I really liked Evolve. It was, it was interesting because it was kind of one of those first games where it had like the, 
four people versus the one kind of overpowered person. It was kind of one of those first games that did that. Yeah. In Halo, we call that Fat Kid. <laughs> oh, Fat Kid. I don't think you can name game types Fat Kid anymore in the Master Chief collection. Pro- probably not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it censors it out. But basically, you're four hunters against one giant kaiju level mm-hmm. monster. And that's the game. Yeah. It, it suffers from the same thing that I think this game suffers from, which is um, mm-hmm. the amount of fun you're going to have it is directly influenced by how or how cooperative everyone is and how like right, right. capable they are as far as playing a video game is concerned. Yeah. Yeah. So, Nave, uh, that kind of covers just the developer. You have some Twitter stuff down here, right? Oh, shit. Yep. Hold on. Wasn't ready. <laughs> All right, so uh, I asked a question on Twitter. Holy shit. I did the thing that I said I was going to do. A lot of people just liked it and didn't reply, so that was nice. Um, Wow. (laughs) That's not helpful. Wait, was I one of them? (laughs) We talked about that before the show. We need actual, you know, input. I I definitely could have been one of those likes, so I apologize. Well, that's okay. It would have been weird if you said it, because then I'd be reading your thing, which isn't the first (laughs) time that that's happened, actually. Yeah, Um, many people read their stuff on the air. Okay, so now get ready, guys, because I don't know I don't know how you guys feel about this game, but um, these are a little scathing. All right. Oh no! This is the first time. Yeah, I I I, I saw them. I saw them. They got pretty. They got pretty hot and hot and heavy. All right. So Morgan from the Intergalactic Pinecone, who's someone we just need to get on the podcast at this point. He's a cool dude. He is cool. I actually talked to him in Discord a little bit. He invited me to quit the build Discord server. and Oh, yeah, nice. We just chilled. I kind of got drunk, so I don't remember most of what I was talking <laughs> to him about. We, we just talked about, I don't know, maybe politics, and then we talked about music. And I, and I was like, okay, if we're listening to music, I'm going to get drunk. But He has, he has such right. a soothing voice. It's wild. Yeah, I heard him first whenever he did the Nintendo Direct stuff. And I was mm. like, oh, is this what he does? And then I listened to more of it, and I was like, oh, that's not what he does at all. But I actually like this, so <laughs> right. so so that's nice. Um, so he says, "You still there, Philip? You, your lines look yes, a little I'm flat." Like, I'm, I'm listening. I'm okay, listening. I can't see you. So, all right. He says, "Back for Blood" is the epitome of soulless. <gasps> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> There's more. It has none of the charm or design chops of Left for Dead, and I have doubts about its longevity. Level design is at the forefront of all the game's issues, and playing with randoms online has proven to be an incredibly frustrating experience. Now, I don't know how much <laughs> you, he, you... You can't see me, listener, but I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm about to go to battle. Now, I don't know how much he's actually played. No, I'm not actually going to battle. I'm just joking. Um, so I've played quite a bit of this game now, and one mm. of the first things I was thinking whenever I was playing through this is that a lot of the levels kind of blend together. Mm-hmm. And... I was concerned about that, but after playing through the multiplayer, multiplayer, after playing through the campaign multiple times now at this point, I can definitely say that I almost always remembered where to go. I remembered mm. where things were. I remembered, I started to remember where like hidden places were, where sometimes there would be a door you could open. Sometimes it's a boarded up door. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Like these kind of like little nuances to the levels. And the more that I played the game, the more I was like, I can see how someone could play this for a long time. But that being said, what do you guys think about the level design specifically? Also, how much did you... <laughs> this is a good question. <laughs> how much did you guys play, first of all? Yeah, so I played probably... I played like an hour or two of it. I didn't put like a ton of time into it because I, I just jumped on it fairly recently. Um, 
But I like I like the level design. I think that kind of what you were saying that probably in the beginning the levels do seem to kind of merge together. You know, I think that after kind of prolonged play, you might have those specific levels because you know with like obviously this is heavily Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. And when you yeah. think of those those uh, games, there's very specific levels that you can think of. Exactly. That the stand out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Iconic. They definitely stand out and they're iconic. Yeah. And it could be because I haven't played this game, played a lot of it, but there wasn't a lot of those levels that stood out to me. Again, the campaign of this is relatively long, so I'm kind of like into Act 1, into Act 2. But yeah, I think that playing more of it will definitely help with that. So... What the problem with this one is they definitely tried to make more of a concrete flowing narrative as opposed mm-hmm. to the other Left 4 Dead. Where the other right. ones apparently had a narrative. You just had to read the in-between lore that was somewhere in the game. I don't know where it was. I guess on the walls. Yeah. Because we'd always look at the walls and be like, look, lore. And then we would run away <laughs> and start shooting zombies. But anyways, uh, this game suffers from not having at like it had set pieces Mm -hmm. but they weren't the the level of the finales of left for dead yeah where you were refueling a jet plane or not exactly you know a propeller plane or whatever before you're about to take off or you're uh waiting for the 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 chopper to get here to pick you up where this one it was like we got to load a couple rounds do a howitzer and blow up a cave that's endlessly Mm -hmm. spawning zombies i'm like that's pretty cool too bad we were broken strong at that point because of our builds. So yeah. Dave was able to use his use speed and beat the whole finale in like three minutes. It was more like a minute and a half, actually. Yeah, it was That's way wild. too fast for a finale. Or was it the crate lift off thing where we're like, oh, we have to get these crates lifted off. Uh, we just got to attach these chains and fly out of here. And then we attached chains and we flew out of there. And I'm like, where was the stress? You know, mm-hmm. like... Left 4 Dead had so many stressful bottlenecks. Yeah. One I always think of is in No Mercy. Like there's two big stress points. One is right at the elevator in the hospital where you're about to head up to the roof. Mm-hmm. You know, that one where it's like, we got to yeah. wait for the elevator. Mm-hmm. And then you push the button and the hordes come in. And I'm like, that is perfectly stressful. I'm like, here we go, guys, lock in. Anytime it's like someone says the horde is coming about anything like memeing or anything like that. I think of that exact elevator. Yeah, that is the that, that is one. the perfect scenario, and then you go on the rooftop, and it's the it's the same scenario, but they invert it by you not knowing where the enemies are coming from, because right. the elevator is like a set hallway. Sure, they can kind of veer in from rooms on the sides, but everyone is like back to back, or not really back to back. You're all facing the same way, whereas you're on the rooftop. You're once again trying to survive the horde, but this time they are climbing up the walls like an ant hill, just overrunning you. And then you have to run, you know, across the rooftop from the safest point, which is in that little like building on the rooftop to the chopper pad, which is usually across. So it's always you got to make this one last ditch run for it. And that's when the tank shows up and someone gets slapped off the roof or a smoker grabs someone at the last second. And everyone's like, he's he's gone. Just leave him, leave him, get in the chopper. <laughs> like, I don't think we ever had a moment like that, except for in the the mansion level where it was literally like. Hey, defend this mansion and collect chemicals in the mansion and bring it to the truck outside, then get in the truck, which turned into us. Okay, we got all the chemicals, get in the truck. And we were just getting like swarmed at that mm-hmm. point. And I'm like, Nave, just leave me, you know. <laughs> so did you guys say that you you finished it? You finished kind of the main campaign? Oh yeah, we finished everything. Yeah, yeah. Would you say that an issue with it too? Does does the the campaign itself feel interconnected or like something like Left 4 Dead 2, or does it feel more segmented? 
and that's kind of the issue with the with the level design and everything like that. I would say that the game feels more connected than Left 4 Dead 2. Or oh, Left okay. 1 or 2. Yeah. The reason being is that this is something that I commented on when we were playing that mm-hmm. there are like there is a hub in each act, I think. It might there might not yeah. be a hub in act 3. But I I can't remember exactly. But there's a hub and multiple of the smaller chapters inside of each act will start from that hub. Mm-hmm. So you'll start from Fort Hope multiple times. And mm-hmm. then you'll in the act two you'll start from what is it that you start you remember what we started from in act two, Philip? It was uh, the more RV like, thing. It was a church actually. Oh yeah. Remember that we would start from a church and then we'd go out the house Oh, that's act three. Okay, act three is from the church. Mm. And so you'd go in the church and you'd go up a up a path to the right and the path on the left would be blocked off. And then in a later level, you would start in the same place and you would go to the left instead and the right path would be blocked off. So it's like the same map, but you're going mm. to a different zone. Right. And at first I was kind of thinking about that, like, that's kind of lazy. They're like reusing these areas, but they really are only reusing the first like like the first chunk of it. You know? It yeah. changes. It changes after yeah. that. I would even usually... say chunk is more chunk implies it's more than it really is. It's really just right. like a, a hallway to get to the next An like alleyway yeah. artery mm-hmm. gotcha. of the level. Uh, yeah, but that's just it is like we do like use helicopters and stuff like that to kind of get around. But everything is based in this one city, which mm-hmm. I don't think we ever looked up what state or location this is the city is in. But it's all based around there. So it's harder to do these set piece moments. Whereas like in the other one, you like you were clearly in Louisiana or mm-hmm. it looked like you were clearly in a Californian airport or like in Left 4 Dead, you know. That's what the game I'm referring to. These locations seemed a lot more specific. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Back for Blood, you're in the same generic American city. Right, right. All right. I think I can talk about... So we have two more tweets, but both, both of them are kind of sort of saying, saying similar things. That one, that one had a springboard that we could talk about level design. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's talk about that real quick. All right. So hopefully they didn't get disheartened when they, we just stopped talking about the Twitter. <laughs> All right, but uh, Mike Szok, S-Z-O-K-E. I'm sorry, I'm, I can't remember how that is pronounced, but he's from the uh, GPN Game Pass Counter and uh, They's Play Games, which is, I'm pretty sure, a new podcast they just started. But um, oh, cool. I think they only have a few episodes, so go check them out. But he said, I only played a few minutes of it so far, but it was kind of disappointing, to be honest. I don't know how to explain it, really, but it lacks the feel that Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 had, which is kind of a mirror of what Morgan was saying. Mm-hmm. And we also had the List Off podcast. Sorry, I don't know uh, who's running that account, or I'd shut you out. But <laughs> I think, it's, I think they're, it's Brian and Ryan. Brian and Ryan? I meant, like, which one? Because I'm the only one running our Twitter account. Oh, Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. And that's same. I'm the one that does our Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, that, I threw that in our description. It's like run by Nave right at the end, just in case <laughs> anyone's curious. Um, but uh, they said it was mindless fun to pick up and play through a few levels at a time, especially when playing with groups of friends online. Mm-hmm. I haven't put in an extended play session, and I don't think I would. But it's great in small doses. On Game Pass, I okay on Game Pass, but I wouldn't have spent sixty dollars on it. That last mm-hmm. sentence is a little goofy. All right, I was like, what's wrong with me? Am I having a stroke? I'm like reading the <laughs> sentence over and over again. Um, yeah, so with that in mind, that last one, he's he was talking about the mindless fun. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever play this? I don't think, Philip, you didn't play this game without me, right? Mm-hmm. So all of your experience was with me? Uh, just the first, like, three levels I played without you just to, like, yeah. try it out. Oh, yeah, I remember. 
And that was like a tutorial level, so I almost don't count it. Uh, I was playing this game a ton by myself. A mm-hmm. lot of it was with like bots and stuff. I think I mentioned in our last episode where um, you don't progress in the game if you join quick play. So I would right. keep replaying Act 1, and I just wasn't paying attention to my own progress. So I had to actually beat Act 1 with bots because mm. I wouldn't be able to find a match if I was just searching. Because I was on, like, I only had, like, three levels left in Act 1, and nobody was searching for an Act 1 game <laughs> in that area. So what was I saying? Um, oh, yeah, so I started getting into the habit of, like, listening to really aggressive metal music and playing this game because i'm like this sounds like what i want like some real like angry music and this game is so phenomenal i i please guys i i plead with you if you're gonna play this game on game pass turn on some music and just rock out or like Mm. any kind of music i feel like but especially metal music because the game is so aggressive like Mm -hmm. there's constantly something coming after you that it also it almost always feels like one of those anime uh (laughs) fmvs is that what it's called yeah 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 Oh, I watched so much of those there. as a kid. Um, no, definitely. And I think that having the music really helps with that. Because if you play things like, I don't know, Doom or uh, Bullets Per Minute, that game is, is really cool. It kind of adds oh, yeah. to the suspense and it adds to the excitement of the game too. So I'll have to do that next time I next time I jump in. Yeah, it's really... Uh, what was I going to say? Because you distracted me now because you said Bullets Per Minute. And I'm just like, oh, I want to talk about that game. That game's fun. <laughs> what do you think, Philip? Oh, well, actually, just a quick tangent not a tangent actually just a little pin in that um these kinds of games are best played with closed captions turned on i think they're automatically turned on right when you first start playing Mm. but the reason why is that it's there's so much noise like and i'm talking about like everything and there are specific audio cues that you want to listen for Mm. that sometimes you can't hear because of gunfire and your characters are screaming or bantering and there's a sc- something screaming next to you and you walk around a corner and you didn't hear the sleepers audio cue so you walked right into a sleeper and it grabbed you yep. well if you have the closed captions turned on it'll show up in brackets it'll be like sleeper groans or something and <laughs> you'll or it'll be like a uh, tall boy we'll talk about these in spe- specifically the different variants of creatures but mm-hmm. it'll be like tall boy death and you'll be like okay cool that tall boy died even if you weren't shooting at it you know what i mean like they took care of it that's good so it even it even incentivizes you to like be able to listen to music and stuff like that so mm-hmm. if you play old school left for dead or left for dead 2 you're probably already doing something like this because it's so integral to it uh i think you covered that pretty good i think we should move on to kind of describing what we actually kind of do in the game mm-hmm. because we already talked about it. it's the left for dead remake or sequel or whatever uh so it's you know a shooter four player co-op with a focus on a card system mm-hmm. or like almost like a build a character roguelike elements but with mm-hmm. less randomization if you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. because what really shocked me whenever we were setting up the decks i was picking like okay i know I'm going to need these cards, this card, this card, because I want to make like a melee build. Mm-hmm. And you were like, by the way, don't forget to put your most important card at fir- on your first of your deck. And I'm like, Nave, Nave, Nave. Have you ever played a card game where you don't shuffle the deck and you don't shuffle the deck in this game? You just draw straight from the top. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if you I did, I did. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's. I'll have to keep that in mind. The most important thing is that you want your favorite card that you're always going to pick at the top. You want that very first because you automatically get that. Like you don't even, you don't, it doesn't even use a card select. So whenever you start an act, you, as you play through the acts, you slowly get one more card for each chapter that you complete throughout the act. Mm-hmm. And even on act one, chapter one, you're going to automatically get that first card. So 
like if you if you have something like the card that make, turns your melee push into a na- a knife, like for yeah. Call of Duty, yeah, yeah, which is really good. You can put that as your first card. You always have that, no matter what. You don't have to choose it. Mm-hmm. So, so that's basically the game loop. So you mm-hmm. drop in, you have your four com- or your three comrades, and you need to progress or complete a certain objective to complete the act or mm-hmm. the mission and escape to get rewarded with reward supply points that you then spend on battle passes pretty much like in-game battle passes with in-game currency that then unlock cards that you Mm -hmm. put in your deck to help build your character the way you want to play which nave your primary deck was a healer medic class where you were able to basically do anything non-combat related better than any other character Mm -hmm. like anytime you would heal somebody it would heal them bonus points anytime you would go to use an item like there'd be moments where it's like we need to fix the boom box they would go to use it and he could fix the boom box 50 percent faster than any other like character on our team mm-hmm. it was just like little stuff like that it was pretty in- intense actually to the point where like i was playing the game on what is the second difficulty veteran i, I was veteran. playing on veteran mm-hmm. um, in an lfg and i was telling them i was like hey go out there, get hit once by a zombie, and let me put a Band-Aid on you. And me healing you with anything gives you 20% extra health. It literally oh, makes wow. you tankier. And at that point, they were like, okay, we're going to give all the healing shit to this guy. I could hold like <laughs> four med doing. packs. <laughs> I, was, like, I was like going crazy. But I there was this one time where this guy was like almost dead, and I was like half dead. And I healed him with a bandage, and I get healed for 50% of what I do to teammates. Mm. I healed him fully, and it healed me fully. And I was just like, holy shit, I'm so crazy right now. <laughs> like, that, with a bandage. Yeah, that's super cool, because that's kind of how I was. Again, I didn't play a ton of it, but that's kind of where my build was going. I was going more healing and more medic and everything. So you'll have to let me know kind of like what cards you were using and what things you like to do and everything like that. Yeah, there are very there are very intense cards for the medic build that yeah. I would suggest that people use in a lot of other builds. Other also. builds, like, right? Like, um, there is one specifically, like the very on the fourth act. There's only one chapter, and it's very hard actually, especially if you're if you have a team that's not like competent. I can talk about that in a minute because I have a horror story with it. But um, <laughs> oh no, actually we can talk about that right after this because we're talking about the the supply points anyway. But oh no, what was I just talking about? You're talking about the cards. Yeah, and the horror story. The horror story. The no, not the horror story. The oh, uh, the final act. Okay, so it's basically a, a boss like gauntlet. Like There's a, there's a three-phase oh, boss good. fight you have to go through. And, and while you're constantly being assaulted by hordes after hordes after hordes, there is a new mechanic uh, in this game called Extra Lives. Now, mm-hmm. in Left 4 Dead, you used to be able to go down twice before you're gray screened. And when you're gray yeah. screened, that means if you go down again, you're going to die unless you get healed by a first aid kit. Well, this game has a similar thing. Instead, But instead of getting healed by a first aid kit and getting you off of the gray screen, you just don't get extra lives back. You will oh. just die if you run out of extra lives. Now, you can have cards that give you multiple. Like, right. you can, like I saw someone with seven extra lives, and I'm like, that is so egregious. <laughs> like, I don't know what your play style is, but it makes me not want to play with you if you go down that often. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just want to die faster. At, at least he knows. You know, he knows. He's like, I'm going to go down. I got to have these revives just in case. I'm just letting you know ahead of time. It's like taking revive in League 
right. Just so you can respawn. Yeah. Taking revive with league with like Karthus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or something like doing something ridiculous. Where I was going with that is I had a card specifically that said if I use a first aid kit on somebody, it re it heals trauma damage and also gives them an extra life. Which trauma damage I'm just going to go through all of the mechanics in this, game, yeah, guess, just go, in this just one story. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it. But trauma damage is uh, damage on top of your damage. It literally shrinks your health bar. Think about Weird. getting cursed in Dark Souls, except getting cursed in Dark Souls is way worse. That's the reference to our last episode. Uh, trauma damage doesn't get healed unless you use a first aid cabinet, which are randomly spawning little interactable items in the game world. You know, They usually have four free charges on the easiest difficulty, and so basically everyone can use it once for free and then you have to pay 400 copper which is the uh in-game currency in-game in-game currency yeah it's the it's like you know in roguelikes you have like in hades right mm -hmm. you have the money that's in there but if you die you lose all that money but then there's currency outside of the game that you can upgrade your stuff with that's what the uh copper is basically you can get rid of your trauma damage if you have so much of it mm -hmm. well being able to heal trauma with first aid kits is i didn't think it because it's only 15 points of trauma you're healing each time but wow does that help <laughs> like, like wow are you helping when you're doing that because some people like i don't know what philip's fucking build was he must have had cards that gave him like a hundred percent increased trauma damage because i was always <laughs> playing doc and doc's fucking passive reduces trauma damage by 20%. Philip was b always, by the end of the level, like 50% trauma damage. Like I was like, <laughs> okay. what are you doing? No, like, I can explain what is happening? I can explain my Oh, you build. can explain. Well, explain yeah. yourself. So my build was full melee based. All I had was like melee damage, melee speed. And I had like, I think two different cards that would heal me like up to like five or so hit points every time I kill something with a melee attack. So I would literally just chainsaw lawnmower rub my face like a cheese grater into the zombies while they rub and like i would end up not like kind of maintaining my health level not, i would take damage but i'd heal it back mm. but no matter as long as you're taking damage you're developing trauma so mm. i'm not sure what the exact mechanic is i think it's maybe like probably like one percent of all your damage or something like that becomes trauma so i would slowly stack on like one percent one point of trauma like each encounter and you're having multiple encounters because you're always in like a horde battle. Right. So after, you know, wave 50, when we're at the end of the level, I have at least 50 points of trauma like built up on me <laughs> by the time we reach a med kit. And they was like, how are you almost dead? I'm like, I'm not almost dead because I also <laughs> had like a lot of health. I had like 200 health because like, I was like getting as tanky as I could. So I could tank the trauma I was getting because <laughs> I was getting so much trauma. You're taking that into consideration, you know? Yeah. So I would still be like, it would show me at like 75% health, but I would still have more health than Nave had. Like, I'm not sure what your like max cap was, but then he would heal me nah. and I would get, I would get bonus health. So I was hitting like, I think it was like close to 250 health when your base health is like maybe 150 on the normal difficulty or something That's like wild. that. So I was very healthy, very scar tissued, but you know, <laughs> Nave could heal me. So it was okay. <laughs> now we were talking, that whole thing spawned from, the battle points or what is it supply points oh, that supply you get points. from completing levels yeah. now here's the rub well okay real quick aside you use those supply points for those three little mini battle passes which mm. by the way when you say battle pass usually it implies they're timed 
or paid for. They're not paid for over time. They're the literal just the way that you progress in the game. Yeah. Like it just think of them as like stat points, but the three little lines that you can use your stat points in are randomized, like completely. So one important thing is is that I have like most of the medic cards. I feel like, and I was constantly using the one in the middle. The mm. and so I think they're actually divided. So I think the top one is like offensive the middle one is like medic and then the last one is like support or something like that mm-hmm. that may be untrue but that's what i that's the way i'm thinking about it because i just kept doing the middle one and i kept getting a, a new supply line that had mm-hmm. medic cards in it and at this point they just keep giving me cosmetics like it's like no more cards showing up so mm-hmm. i think i might have gotten all the cards well usually i i think they have names where it'll be like uh the one that had all the melee cards was called like the like last stop bar or something like that mm. and it was like a biker bar yeah the clinic was the one yeah. with the medic so i think it's whatever building or you know i think they are separated in location wise but whatever building you're like going into because i think one is also like the training <laughs> ground which is for like most of the firearms ones right oh yeah i have it says the stilts the clinic in bridgetown yeah there we go okay that makes sense i think bridgetown's the melee one yeah so you get the supply points by completing a level. Now, I say completing because you have to complete the level. The problem, <laughs> this is the thing. If you find yourself, if you find yourself, listen to me, listener. You have to listen to me if you're, or you're going to have a bad time. If you get into a group, no matter how fun and quirky they are, if this group is failing the levels every single time, you make zero progression. Now, if your only goal is to just kick it and have fun, okay, fuck it. Yeah, play with them. Who, does, who cares? But if you're trying to like progress, if if you are like just now starting out, you need to find it's better to play with bots than to play with a team who's not cooperating in this game. It it makes it infinitely harder. And not only does it make the <clears throat> game frustrating, like uh so one of the writers wrote in was saying, the game is frustrating if you're failing. Mm-hmm. If you no matter how long you were in a level, no matter how many zombies you killed, no matter how good you did, if you do not get to that safe room at the end, you do not get any supply points. This is my horror story. <laughs> this is why I'm so incensed. This happened to me yesterday. We were playing the very last act, right? I'm just trying to... I carried these guys through the third act, and we're in the fourth act now. Now, there it's either a girl or a really young kid. I can't. I couldn't tell the difference. They were incredibly. They were dragging the team down horrifically. Now, for the most part, didn't matter, right? Like I was carrying them anyways. But this last boss fight requires cooperation. Like you have to be able to carry your own weight. And mm. if there there's one single person not carrying their weight, it it is such a detriment to the entire team. I spent three hours playing this last act with these guys failing over and over and over again and we're being nice you know like these are we are random strangers to each other we found each other in an lfg and so we're all being nice to this person we're not saying that it's their fault you know what i mean but one of the guys kept going why is this so hard and i just wanted to go (laughs) was that was that the guy we no, it was it wasn't the guy. It was oh, okay. actually that was the guy carrying. He was like oh, okay. the, he was like a straight sniper. He was like Mordecai from Borderlands One. Like he was Ooh. just assassinating people. He was very helpful. And but I just kept wanting to go. If we just kicked this kid, it it would be infinitely easier with a bot. Like this bot, the bot, because at least the bot, the bots, okay, the bots like drop ammo and like get, and heal you and stuff. They are useful. You yeah. know, the bots are actually, they'll tank damage, you know what I mean? It's its its kind of nice. 
Um, where am I going? I'm so fucking fired up now. I'm so upset. <laughs> Just reliving. You're talking about your your horror, your horror story of of doing this Act Four boss. I think that was also it. like a backup life. If one of you dies with your main character, you can take mm. over the bot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember to that. help out the team. That's a good point. the The problem with that is that if if it was a bot at the beginning of the match then the bot will have a shit gun it will not have your cards so yeah, it's oh, not like oh. it's not like a straight swap so you're a goomba but you're still helping yeah. but the good thing is is that they had they do have like a a safeguard for that because uh, except for act 4 act 4 is like its own thing but um every other chapter and level and stuff you are constantly running into guns you're constantly running into sidearms and stuff right. like that and you're not going to get your cards but you do not have to play this bot for that long. Like, if you are progressing through the level, you will run into your dead corpse eventually. It's not mm, a dead corpse. Yeah. It's like you're, like, strapped up on a wall. Like on the wall similar yeah. to how Left 4 Dead mm. uh, was. So, that's the good thing. And the moment that whoever revives your character, you will immediately insta-swap to that your original character. So, it's... And another thing is... When you die in Left 4 Dead, you drop all your shit. So if you had a health pack, you drop it. A defib, you drop it. Like a shotgun, whatever. You drop all your shit. You, this does not happen in this game. But And that's a good thing and a bad thing. There's trade-off. Because if you had like a health pack and your team desperately needs it, you they cannot get that off of your body. But mm. if your teammates can persevere and get to the end, or get to where your body is... They can revive you, and you will come back with your med packs and your shotgun and all your badass shit that... Uh, you, you know, perished with. So, well, I feel like that covers the game kinks quite well. So let's hit some quick lore and story. So these are zombies, kind of, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, they yeah, are places legally distinct zombies. Uh, that's pretty much all it is too. But now we can talk about the the mutants or like mm. the critters. Mm-hmm. So my favorite one, and we'll talk about this when we start talking about like maybe the versus mode was the long boys which is literally just a really yeah. tall stick dude but he has a giant growth for one arm <clears throat> and a weak spot at like the shoulder on that arm and he will just run in a straight line take his giant club arm and just drop it on your head give mm-hmm. you a bonk and that is that's his whole move that's just what he does side path did you guys play no i know the answer for you philip but wait now i'm fucking derailing myself uh <laughs> Jared, yes. did you, I confused myself. Um, Jared, did you play? So you only played for like an hour and a half, right? Yeah, like a couple. Oh, I assume hours, you so. didn't. You didn't get into the swarm <clears throat> mode. No, I have not played any of the swarm mode yet. Um, so me and Philip played two matches or one. We played two remember. matches, one and both. Mm-hmm. I I played I played like five or six. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how many it was with you, but um, we the swarm mode is the PvP, and it's just like a right. horde mode where. There are humans, and there are four humans and four infected. Unfortunately, it's not like Left 4 Dead, where there's like you play through the whole campaign in a PvP setting. Oh, that would have been cool. But um, just the game mode is itself isn't important. The thing I was wanting to say was it opened my eyes to the special infected. Mm. Like Philip, you you noticed when we were playing that that they were instead of having like four or five special infected, there were three groups of three zombies did yeah. you notice that yeah that was my complaint interesting in the normal campaign is like because i couldn't tell the difference between the long boys that were clubbers grabbers and berserkers or brawlers or whatever they were not berserkers that's a different thing but oh, there's so like, like three different flavors of long boy so there's like, like subclasses to, to these yeah 
Yeah, so there will be one with the big arm that has the weak point on the arm. There's one that has a weak point on its neck that grabs you. And then well, I don't even remember what the third one is. What was the third one again? Uh, the third one's the the brawler, I think. And he it's a bruiser. has a faster arm. A bruiser, maybe. That might be it. I think he was faster, but he was like probably weaker, too. It could like the the uh, the fat guys. There was one that belched and it has a weak point on the stomach there or no, it had a weak point on the head. And then there's one that charged at you and blew up and that had a weak point on the chest. Mm hmm. And that one had a third variant too that I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember that one. Maybe those third variants only show up on like veteran. Oh, because be I'm thinking of the there's a smaller guy too that's based mm. that's the the capturing guy, and uh, one of them is like Old a machine Spider-Man. gun, and then one of <laughs> them can actually Spider-Man you, yeah. And so, <clears throat> and then there's a third one that I don't know what it does, and so. Yeah, that's super interesting. It was a complaint for me at first as well because I had no idea how to Tell like apart. differentiate yeah, right, which ones right. were which. But doesn't isn't it kind of interesting? Like that's an interesting way to take it, I guess. If you're going to differentiate yourself from Left for Dead, it does it does make the characters a little bit more homogenized. Yeah. Like because all of the speci- the special infected are very unique mm-hmm. and like differentiated, but having them be similar yet different like, what do you think about that, Philip? Do you still feel negative even though after we beat the game? All right, this game definitely has less character value, like, as far as uh, recognizing yeah, the characters. Like, the tall boys, like, are they that iconic or do they just look like, you know, kind of different chargers? Whereas right. all of the Left 4 Dead 2 special infected, like the hunters with their hoodies and their sharp teeth and their little claw hands, like, mm. that's iconic. The spitters with their like mouth half melted down their whole chest and just like dripping acid or the boomers that just waddle around the corner and blow up on everyone. Like each one of those was very clear. You can tell by their their silhouette what they were when they were marked. Whereas this one, like even if you silhouetted one of the monsters, you don't know which one it is. I which one it is. Yeah. Yeah. You can kind of see some of like the the foundation of those Left 4 Dead two and left for dead like variant specials in some of these in, in back for blood definitely like the reeker and the boomer and all of them like they have yeah. their similarities did you guys you guys know that each in left for dead two each different special infected has their own piano cue as well do, like, do you really? i did we talked about that i didn't yeah. know that that's so cool if you listen closely, I got this from a YouTube video. If you want to put this in the description, me in the future, but um, <laughs> you know which YouTube video I hope. The uh, each special infected, it'll, it'll be like dun dun dun, and if it's like a spitter, and it'll be like dun dun dun. Oh, that like if it's, that music it's is really so cool. iconic. Like I, I've already said that I could hear like the tones playing in my head. The guy in the YouTube video, I don't remember his name, but I'll be able to find it. Um, oh, fuck, I should find it now because I need to say it out loud, don't I? <laughs> anyway, I'll as I'm looking it up, I'll talk. He talked about each infected slowly, and then. Every single time he had it on the screen, he played the piano cue. And about halfway through the special infected, he was like, "I need to start typing." He was like, um, "I bet you noticed that I was that piano piano music kept playing." Well, that's because each infected has their own piano key. And I was like, just all of the sounds came to my head. I was yeah, like, ah, yeah. going through a time vortex, remembering. That's crazy. I had no, I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't either. But now I couldn't stop hearing it because I've played Left 4 Dead 2 since. Yeah. And uh, and just, just to play with all of my crazy mods and 
<laughs> and just wow that's, that's the best part of left 4 dead 2 i remember running around as princess zelda in left 4 dead 2 killing zombies it's it's the best i can't remember what i i, I didn't i didn't mod most of the survivors but i modded the shit out of all of the zombies i think <laughs> they were like i think they were like droids from star wars oh uh, that's Clone great wars, and like i had like rafiki from the lion king with the <laughs> jockey is like really stupid uh philip what help me remember this guy's name you don't know his name but what was that game <laughs> the uh the game where you're liberating like different countries oh, red faction just cause no um, just cause that's it saints row 3 just cause i was like wow he got that fast <laughs> record just cause is a great game there it is his name is oh no oh, what is his no. name martin cito martin cito pants i don't know it'll be in the description i'm sorry but um he does a left for dead he was talking he shows all of his crazy mods and stuff and talks about the game in case you are living under a rock or like seven years old and you've never heard of left for dead but um yeah it's it's great i i needed to find it or i was gonna be worried about it forever i would have never remembered his name either i've watched like a hundred of his videos and i had no idea what his name was all right. What were we so, talking about? Because I definitely derailed us. We were talking, uh, we were about, talking the about the infected, the special infected, kind of yeah. the lore and the story to it. The virus started, or the is it? A, it's a parasite, I think, and it started in Canada. Hmm. Do you know that? Friggin' Canada. God damn yeah, it. Yeah, freaking Canada. Which, I, the only reason I know is because I kept seeing the graffiti that said "Blame Canada," and I kept thinking of the <laughs> South Park reference, like to the movie. I bet it is. It is probably also that, but um. I googled it after that, and it was like, "Oh yeah, it is actually from Canada." Okay, well, that's interesting. Maybe the because there's a lot of people talking, but like, I'm never listening to them. Like they're talking about stuff, and I'm just like, "Whatever, whatever, guy." Ignoring them. Yeah. So, uh, uh, the thing that about covers it. The only other thing is like, uh, since we're already in the zombies, we could talk about our versus mode experience, where oh yeah, like you said, once we started cooperating it really became just a complete wash where uh, Nate was playing Spider-Man and I was playing um, Bonk Boy and he would just Spider-Man him and I would go over and just bonk him. He'd be be like, I hit one. And I'd be like, run over there. (laughs) (laughs) Just like give him the bonk. How does playing the, how does the playing the infected feel? Like, is it as, as tight as the gameplay? It is janky and clunky, but it works. It's a little floaty, (laughs) but like, it's okay. Yeah. Like it kind of it kind of fits the vibe right, a little right. bit, because the thing is is that after you play the infected and kill them, I don't know if there's an end game. I don't know if there's a specific if they get through enough waves they just win. But because that never happened, we just fucking stomped them every fucking match. Like even the ones I played without you, Philip, and I was playing without a mic on or anything. I was we were beating them down. <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but um, yeah. Uh, you you switch sides after rounds. I think it's best out of five. Yeah. So um, they also have to suffer with the little jank. So it makes it a little less frustrating. Balances yeah. it out. It's, you don't have to deal with the jank the whole time. The It kind of goes in the favor of the Spider-Man guy because I there were some times I'd hit someone. I'd be like, I did not hit that guy. <laughs> I definitely <laughs> The hitbox missed. is way too big for this computer player. Yeah, they're like some aim assist or something. And the PC players could play on could play in that game mode too. So I don't know how that influences anything. Mm. One of our matches, me and Philip, we definitely had two PC players on. And, we did, and they were very excited. Actually, they were excitable. <laughs> they were hyped up in the chat. All right. So at this point, 
we have covered, I feel like a lot of the things we have written down. So is there any just like kind of shining moments or anything like that you guys want to point out before we, you know, head on to final reviews? Uh, one thing though, because we talked about, you know, the infected, but the characters, I mean, the big thing in Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2 were the characters that you can be, you know, we have Coach, Ellis, Francis, all of them. Um, and they feel really iconic when you see those characters. And yeah. again, it could be because I haven't played as much, but I didn't really get a lot of that from this cast of characters. Even with the banter that they have throughout the level, it seemed more natural and fluid in, in Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. I don't know what you guys think. The, the main thing about the characters, um, they assigned each character specific weapons right. that they start out with. And also they have their own unique uh Passive. They have a unique uh, stat for yeah. or a, yeah, unique passive for them, mm-hmm. and also a unique group bonus mm-hmm. for playing that character. Like I was saying, I was playing Doc, and that person reduces all trauma damage by twenty percent right. or something like that. I don't know. Don't quote me. And once I realized, because her unique ability was I can. I can uh, bandage people up for free without using a, a health kit or, or a bandage or anything. Mm-hmm. It's a really weak heal, but it's a heal nonetheless, a heal, yeah. and it kind of like kind of just keep you in the game. And um, once I realized that all the characters were like that, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to play Doc forever, and there's no reason for me to play anything else, Mm because I want to be a healer, right? Right. The game became less about the characteristics of the character, like the personality characteristics. And more of what they can do. What they bring to the team, yeah. Right, right. Sounds like Siege. Whenever I, yeah, and and me and Philip are really bad about this, about getting into this min-max mentality, where we really just want to be the best that we can be, and... It was to the point where I was going on LFGs and I was trying to find people to play veteran with. By the way, veteran is incredibly hard. Yeah, I I've heard it's, a, it's I heard it's like impossible. It's so hard. Yeah, the there's there is friendly fire and it hurts, man. Oh, no. Like you, I've shot, if, I've shot so many teammates. <laughs> you have to crouch when you're in front of people in this game, or you will get killed by your teammate. And you cannot get mad at them because you are in front of them walking around. Like it gets to the point where it is tactical. Like I was in an That's LFG crazy. and we were like getting in corners. Like I, we were, I was like, check, I would, they'd be like, check your crossfire, <laughs> check your crossfire doc. They'd be like, uh, like I'd be walking in someone's crossfire. I'm like, doc, check your crossfire. I'm like, Oh shit. I'll crouch, you know, just get out of their way. It's like, it is, it is very hard. And you dive so fast, man. Like I had the mistake of not having any extra lives at cards. I had to put extra life cards in veteran. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what we're talking about ex- ex- explicitly. The characters. the characters yeah because i was talking yeah. about if they were you were saying that because they all have these skills attached to them it's less about the character and more of what their abilities are and what they could do oh yeah the lfgs i was looking for i wanted to play one on veteran and mm-hmm. almost all of them were like we're looking for a mom or we're looking for mm-hmm. a uh i can't remember any other character's name mom was very common i don't know what her abilities are but she must be pretty sweet but yeah so like there's already a meta i think she you know might, what i mean i think mom gives an extra life to everyone in the group that sounds something that someone named mom would do. Yeah, I guess. Which I also picked my character. I picked Holly because she had a bonus to fatigue. Mm. That her fatigue just regenerated faster, I think. So oh. I could just swing my bat more. Yeah. Mom has an instant revive. Oh, an instant revive? Okay. Yeah. Oh, sweet. What's her what's her uh her group buff? Uh let's see. Her team boost is one extra life. Okay. Yep. Yeah. There we go. So an instant revive and also that. So that's pretty sweet. That's wild. Yeah, so that in Left 4 Dead 2, you would look at the characters or Left 4 Dead 1 and I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to play as Lewis because that's mm. who I want to play as. <laughs> or that one looks cool. Zoe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Uh, whereas in this game, it's much more like who is who fits my build, who's right. more tactical for the team. Almost like it's Overwatch or something, or Siege, yeah. like you were yeah. saying. Yeah, it, it almost it almost seems like it's like a like a, a hero shooter in a sense, where each of these characters have their own abilities and they have their own you know things they bring to the table. You can definitely see in the future like more characters being added as DLC oh, yeah. along with maps and Same, stuff like, like like Siege. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Or I mean, obviously like cosmetics as well. They're already yeah. leaning into the cosmetics. All right. Did we answer your question, Philip? Yeah. Any <laughs> other shining lights we need to hit before we take a break? Uh, no, I think that's it. Awesome. Let's take another Can't break then. Boom, 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 and we're back. So, something we do on this pod near the end. For the Literally one hour, one decision. Just uploaded a vi- an episode. That's well, the, so well, they weird. On. We just we just talked. Uh, about let that. me go look. Back for blood. I should <laughs> I should know because yeah, give us back for blood. Be like what a crossover. They unlike us, they actually play the game that they say they're gonna play at the end of each episode. So. <laughs> oh, it's farming simulator. Oh yeah. Oh, we were so like, We were there when they did that. <laughs> yeah, I remember that now. Wow. All right. Yeah, I do too. That's why I said we should know. Three, two, one. And we're back. So, <laughs> oh, you're pretending that that's just not going to be in there. All right. yeah. <laughs> we're editing this one, so you can make it look like I'm just crazy. So, Jared, yes, this is the point for our final say on Back for Blood. Mm-hmm. Shoot. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, I was <laughs> I was waiting for like a end go. <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, I, for, for the time that I've played, I've really enjoyed Back for Blood. You know, I think that it has enough DNA of well, it has a lot of DNA from Left 4 Dead, but I think it has just enough of it to keep it exciting. You know, we talked about someone saying that it is mindless fun, and I think that it can be both. You know, if you're playing alone, if you're playing solo, that it does have that mindless fun to it. But if you're looking for something more in depth, if you're looking for something more technical and tactical, if you get a group of people between having the groups of people together between having the harder difficulties and the variety of different cards you can use. I can see like so much replayability coming out of this and, you know, trying out different builds and seeing what works. Um, I think it has a little bit for everybody. I think that it does so much being on game pass. I think it being on game pass opens it up to a lot of people that might not have purchased it regardless. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love, I'm, I'm loving what I'm playing so far. I'm definitely going to continue playing. I can see, I love card games. I love things like Slay the Spire. So I can see myself getting just just lost oh, in, that, in, the, <laughs> in the card system. Uh, yeah, but I, I really enjoyed what I played. Nice. Well, we're so. about to get derailed. Oh, no, we're not. I thought Philip was going to go in on that. Oh, you Slay the Spire. We've talked about Slay the Spire too many times. Like, it's just a good game. Go play it. It's on game. Yeah, Honestly, I think it's, I think it's been like three months. <laughs> Actually, well, it's still installed on my Xbox. It never gets uninstalled. It's always there. Oh, oh it's always there. Thought you got rid of roguelikes, Philip. I thought you deleted them. Oh, so no, is so I addicting, though. That I'm going to delete them. Like we're on the belief that roguelikes. Once you complete the first run, you should probably just uninstall the game because at that point you made it. Just relax. Or you can be like Aaron last episode where he played Hades like seven playthroughs there. And he's yeah. like, there's so much cool story here. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah, because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed oh to play God. the fucking that's game. That's the point. Yeah, but you already like. I feel like I spent ten hours just to get the first playthrough done. Am I really? Yeah, just... I still can't beat Hades. I did one playthrough, and I'm like, that's enough for me. All right. So what were we talking about? My turn. Yes. Back go for, for blood. It. This game is definitely not Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. It has the the DNA, like you said before. Yeah. But it does not have the character of Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Definitely. And 
honestly, it's a good game mechanically, and it performs well. The game loop is good, and I can see myself playing this for quite a bit longer. I don't think I'm going to install this, or if I install it for my Xbox for space, I'm going to keep it on my PC. <laughs> now, what gets me about this is, honestly, Nave, do you remember that one game we played a while back, Vermintide 2? Ooh, I like. Yeah, I remember. Vermintide. I had more fun playing Vermintide Two than I did playing this game. Honestly, interesting. I feel like we should just go back and play some more Vermintide Two. We do have to purchase that game now because it's not oh, a game best anymore. But yeah, okay. that's why we. That's why we that's pushed why we that game it. way far up. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I would probably still be playing it. Uh, yeah. So in that case, when Vermintide Three comes out, or not Vermintide Three, um, what's it called? Forty K. The the there next game those the developers making i don't remember which developer made it but the next game they're coming out is also going to be a four-player survival you know left for dead spinoff clone whatever but in the 40k universe i want to get in on that 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 sounds really fun now i'm still going to play some back for blood i mean it's not a bad game in any regard but i get what our earlier uh pinecone listener sent in <laughs> about it being a little soulless and yeah, yeah. It doesn't have the Disneyland characters that we all know and love, but it's a good game. I see this game growing in the future. Mm-hmm. They're definitely going to do a new season. And this is where they're going to hopefully answer my problems because in yeah. the end, all of Fort Hope's spoilers gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. This is their chance to have episodic or episodic content or seasonal content of these characters going out across the US, across the world, whatever, just going to better set piece locations than mm. generic American city. So it's a good game. It's on Game Pass. Go try it. Get some friends together. You can yeah. play with randoms. Our best experience was playing with each other, though. There you go. Wink and nod. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nave. Uh, you've had a minute. Are you ready for your final words or do you want to do something else like your little Twitter thing first? No, we there no one loves us on Twitter no more. Oh, just no. the just our just old faithful Morgan from Intergalactic and then two more actually those two I don't think we've ever read out all loud. My final reviews I might get a little I'm gonna get a little granular now. Go for it. Do it. Um which I just want to say that this episode, we have talked so much about the game. Like we <laughs> we didn't get into the game for an hour, but then then after that hour, still talk so much about it. We, I I don't think there's been a single episode where we got so much of the game talked about. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about eighty five percent of the game at least, right? Yeah, we killed it. All right, <laughs> good work, everyone. This is me patting myself on the back. Honestly, I'm like I really kept it on the rails somehow. My review. I really want to. There are there are a lot of tiny little things that I appreciate about appreciate about this game. First of all, I want to talk about the reload animations. I was being very serious when I was said I was going to be granular. I absolutely love every single gun's reload animation. Mm. This is one of those games that if I start getting stressed out, I have to stand up and stand like right in front of my tv so that i can like make sure that i get all the information i can i can possibly receive visually and i'm I'm watching these reload animations i've been playing a lot of like older shooters and stuff or things like doom eternal where like you're so focused on everything right Mm. well there's occasional moments where like you get rid of the horde and there's silence and then you just reload your barret 
50 cal and it's just like you're just pulling it back and it's just like chunky especially when you're not because the the we didn't talk about this but there's a bunch there's a wide variety of guns each one yeah. having a different rarity the rarity affects the performance of the gun so if you can get a barrett that's like silver like like a common barrett and it's going to be slow it's going to have bad hip fire it's going to bad have okay accuracy it's going to have slow reload time now if you, if you get like a purple like a, a super rare gun then you're going to be shooting this thing super fast from the hip hitting people dead center like it's counter-strike of course you don't well that's a bad example because if you're not if you're firing from the hip and counter-strike you are not you're shooting at 90 degree angles in that game <laughs> but um uh but you are you are like sniping people with shotguns and stuff like that and you are reloading in like a millisecond now when you have these slower guns you get to see it it feels like so much weight it feels like you're a character that doesn't know how to use a weapon and you're like making sure you're reloading it properly like you're pulling the the action back and making sure the gun is chambered and it's like it's really interesting looking like the when you have the ak pulling it i was always interested in the the ak's uh reload because the bolt is on the right side and if you're right-handed that means you have to go pull use your because you're whole, obviously holding the gun with your right hand if you use your left hand pull the gun like tilt the gun so that you can get to the action and cock the gun right i think i said gun like 17 <laughs> times just now you did unfortunately i'm gonna have to edit around that maybe um well now i can't because we laughed about it the reload animation is something that i've really started to get used to like paying attention to specifically from like call of duty black ops cold war which i Mm. paid 60 bucks for so i feel like i have to like at least beat the campaign so i can delete it off my hard drive it's like 300 gigs and i'm like wow look how beautiful these guns are. <laughs> like it's, it's gun porn like for sure mm. um another thing i want to talk about is you can tell you can visually visually tell that you're crouched at all times uh by the way not just by the movement speed at which you're at which you're walking because you could all if you're walking slowly you could also be getting grabbed by a zombie right but mm. your gun is always tilted at an angle and i was thinking about it i was like i every single game i know where you crouch your gun is still in that same position but in this game when you when you crouch down you you tilt your gun at an angle and you shoot like that as well like when you're firing from the hip and i'm like thinking of like i physically would I crouch down and be like is that how i would hold a gun and i'm like this feels kind of right like it's it not only does it kind of differentiate itself from other games just in that small tiny way but also it's like visually a pro it's what am i starting to say it's visually it's a visual cue that helps you understand what is what your character's position is rather than having a crouched figure on the screen like in some games to make sure that the you know that you're crouched your character has altered their entire stance like they actually are doing to other people watching you you know like other people that can see your character's body those small little things i i just really enjoy that kind of stuff mm -hmm. that being said this game is very frustrating if you do not have the team i think i already went through that horror story so i don't really have to go into that anymore um that's enough if you have bad teammates you have to find new teammates uh if you're trying to progress if you lose in a match, you lose all of your supply points. I think that's very harsh, especially with the difficulty of this game. It has a reverse difficulty curve, like The Witcher or, or like mm -hmm. Western RPGs, kind of like that, where you're weak and terrible, so the game's super hard. But then as you get strong, you get super overpowered. 
as the acts go on, you get more and more cards. So even if you quick play into a random lobby and you join on like in the middle of Act One, so say act the middle of Act One is six chapters in, you will get seven cards to pick, like just right as soon as you start, mm-hmm. right? Well, that contributes to the difficulty just nose diving as the as the uh, acts go on every single act is just pitiful at the end like there's a big finale and a hardcore holdout section that you have to fight through but most people have already gotten to the point where they know how to manipulate that like have somebody with a really high use speed have somebody with a whole lot of offensive item slots so they can just keep chunking pipe bombs so the only people you have to worry about are the special infected and then make sure that the other two people are able to defend like there there's a healer and then there's somebody who can i do tons of dps you know what i mean it's like this this very simple team configuration you will result in you beating the finale of each act in like 45 seconds to a minute and i actually kind of like that about this game you can find ways to min max and that kind of tickles a part of my brain but it also discourages a lot of experimentation, if if that makes sense. I don't know how many cards there are. Like we said, we only played so much of this game, each of us. But um, I'm pretty sure I found all the medic cards. And a lot of these cards could slot into other different builds. Not sure what the metas are, but like there cannot be two medics. That is a that is an absolute waste. I was in a veteran game where the two of us were medics, and I didn't really have a second deck. And neither did they. And so it's like, it was a disaster. Like, we we had, like, so little DPS that we couldn't kill the ogre that showed up. Like, we just died. We ran out of ammo and just died in the house trying to get past this ogre. And that's something that is going to be fleshed out as the games get updated. But I I don't really have too much else to say about any of that. (laughs) Like, I don't know what I'm even... I'm rambling now. (laughs) Uh, I think that's uh, pretty well said. Like this game is definitely something that's going to be evolving in the future. We are on the or still in the like the launch month of the game, mm-hmm. so this is definitely an early take. And I would definitely not mind in a year when they come out with you know the next couple acts, which I don't think they've announced anything like that. Mm-hmm. But come on, guys, they're gonna they're gonna make more money on this somehow. Oh, 100 percent. They're definitely gonna add either more you know, specialists or characters and different acts to add and different, you know, cosmetics for your characters. Like that's definitely a fact. Yeah. But I definitely want to do like maybe a return episode mm. when we can say like, Oh, they fixed this compared to last time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this I'm is definitely already looking at like games like destiny <laughs> for yeah. a return episode. Cause I'm pretty sure their new DLC just came out recently. Mm. But even then, even if we don't even get around to that, if we had somebody that was like, I want to get on the podcast and I want to do Destiny 2 and I mm. want to just take you guys through the raids, like at least two of them. Just play raids with this person and just talk about that specifically. I feel like that could be its own granular thing mm-hmm. as well. I think I said granular like fucking 10 times too pretty <laughs> rapidly. So, all right. What is that Austin Powers, the Austin Powers scene where he's like, allow myself to introduce myself (laughs) (laughs) and he's just like fuck all right does anybody have anything else they would like to say on back for blood before we hit the admin do you guys uh remember any voice any like voice lines at all from the game no no um hold on hold on 
What are you no. looking it up? Is that cheating? I remember they would call out whenever we do friendly fire. They're like, watch where you're shooting. That was pretty there's one there's one voice line I remember where like you come out of this area and you have to go it's the level where you have to go into the convenience store and there's like four people on the oh, walls yeah, and you have one. to save them. Mm-hmm. And as you come out and walk into the street, someone goes my god they're all dead or something like that like, and every time i heard it after the first time i would i would, I would hear him say it and i'd go my god it just it's always funny to me i don't know why that's a good one anyway i mean there's some funny things that people say or like i swear to god one time i thought i this might have been somebody using a mic but i think some when someone gets caught by spider-man they sound just like crash bandicoot like they wow. they go they go wow and i'm like looking around like and I, I swear i heard it like at least twice so i don't think it was a person go, wow like i don't think that it was a human but it might have been i don't know now i want a uh crash bandicoot sound uh dlc for this so i can have all the crash bandicoot sounds in here dude man halo infinite those ais the different ai voices you can have gold mine oh man. yeah give me crash bandicoot as an ai like <laughs> <laughs> where you die and he just goes whoa like, or like uh you get an overshield and he's like what does the mask guy say what is that he's like or something. oh <laughs> like, yeah give yeah, me yeah. that dude overshield me up like God. i'm up i'm up for it man give me the crossovers that we need that's amazing we were talking about crossovers earlier in the episode too waluigi ai the waluigi yeah <laughs> Anyway, what do we have for the whatever you said? Well, first off, I want to thank our <laughs> thank our guest, Jared, for coming out. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. This was a lot of fun, and you guys have all brought up some good points about Back for Blood, and I'm excited to play more of it now. Sweet. So check him out on the Play Along podcast. We'll be sure to link it in the notes. Mm-hmm. And now we get to talk about mm-hmm. what we're going to do for next week. Ooh. Now, actually, we have, I think, two different kind of like experimental (laughs) episodes in the works that we're not really sure how they're going to pan out. So I really don't know what we're going to do for this next week. Yeah, it's like I was like, oh, is he going to talk about it? Because every single time we talk about what we think we're going to do next week, it's a lie. Yeah, so (laughs) let's just agree we are doing co-op Morrowind next week. It's official. Co-op Morrowind. I like how in overall game opinions you wrote game dumb and bad. Yeah, I didn't know what to put there, but I, I thought it was funny that it was blank. And I didn't know what you guys were going to say, but I think we all kind of liked it. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't write anything in the notes, really. Like, this whole episode was, like, fucking actually just off the cuff, it feels like. But it was good. Normally, we have a bunch of shit. Yeah. It was good, like, to, like, express your feelings and your actual, like, thoughts on the game, you know? Yeah. Well, normally, I can't keep it on the rails. I don't know what it would... Maybe we just need to have you on more often, because I was... There you go. (laughs) I'll keep you out back. I don't know why, but... Like, because normally, we'd be talking about something, and be like, hey, do you guys know that the new Spongebob looks like Ren and Stimpy? And then we'd just talk about Spongebob for, like, 15 minutes? With that, I I think we need to wrap up the pod. All right, well... Oh, wait, what are they called? Cleaners? Yes. Uh, They're called cleaners. All right, co-op partners. Maybe we can go clean up some not zombies together next time. (laughs) See you later. Bye. 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 Bye, guys. How do I stop this? Cut. Cut it. Oh, I'm looking in the other Zencaster. I'm like, (laughs) I don't see where this is.